2: Welcome to the Cultaholic
0: Wrestling Podcast.
2: If you like a lot of buttocks on your newsfeed, go follow Pachiti. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. Starring Matthew Greg and his dogs, Jack and his hat, and Ross and his kitchen. Me teeny tiny kitchen. Oh. How are we doing today? We're doing great. The world wants to know though, Ross, why are you
3: in your kitchen? Well, I had my vaccine precisely, well, 24 hours and 17 minutes ago. So I was just playing it safe in case I felt a bit rough when I woke up this morning, but I feel completely fine. People worried about the vaccine? Do not be worried. You walk in there, a weird man offers you a custard cream at five to nine in the morning. I'm like, what are you on about, you weirdo? He's like, are you sure you don't want one? It'll help you out. I'm like, I'm fine. I don't want a custard cream. Uh, You go and have a few questions. It's all very, very easy and you know, laid back and whatnot. And you sit down in the chair. The woman goes to me, oh, what you got planned for the day? I was like, oh, I'm going to work. And I felt it go in. But it literally feels like just someone's gone, boop, like nipped you. Just a very tiny nip on the arm. And then you just have to sit and wait for 15 minutes. And then you're gone. I had a dead arm. About six hours in it started. Like just a severe dead arm. Took me back to school, so it did. Wasn't too bad, though. Had a nap. Got up. But then weird things happened to me, I tell you. I had two poos, right? In the space of about two and a half hours, right? So rapid fire poos. And when I was on the toilet, it felt like this is getting graphic for this time in the morning. Isn't it? When I was on the toilet, it felt like someone had like an aircon blast on the back of my neck, like nice and cold. But the rest of my body broke out into sweats. But the second I got off the toilet, it stopped. So, what whatever that means, it happened on both occasions. The sweats and the cold feel on the back of the neck. But that's as that's as weird as it got. So if you're worried about it, do not be worried. It's fine. How is? Because you had yours on Tuesday, didn't you, Matthew?
2: I certainly did. I got a dead arm. I got near custard cream. <laughs> Shocking events, that. Uh, but yeah, I was expecting, like, all right, here we go. Here we go, because some people have had it and they felt rotten. I'm like, all right. I had one day where I couldn't be bothered to do anything. But that's relatively normal for me, to be honest with you. So uh, I feel I'm all right today. I'm still a bit stiff, but it's all right. And it's, as you said, it's just one little prick, or as we call that, the, uh, the little Andrew. And uh, it was all right. No, done with. So, yeah, one step closer. Thank you for the the Pfizer vaccine. Loved doing cat, uh, as Catwoman,
1: Batman Returns. So yeah, Jack, how are you doing? Yeah, well, I, I wasn't I wasn't scared about getting it, but now I am because of Ross's oh, weird that... happenings that occurred to him. So, it was so strange.
3: Up. It was literally like you know, I plunked down on the toilet, and then the weird cold feeling on the back of my neck and the sweats for the rest of my body started. Got up, got out the bathroom, and it went away. Just that's as bad as it got for me though. There wasn't a guy in
2: the. Behind you, offering your custard
3: cream again, was it? <laughs> Imagine if that was real for nights out proper. Oof. None of this, no splash, no, you know, and rhymes of that ilk. Here's a custard
1: cream. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Oh, that's nice. Did you go to the... I've got mine on Wednesday. Did you go to the Centre for Life? I went to the, the
3: Newcastle Basketball Arena, which is just next door. I've just given away where I live to everybody. Let's go, go, Eagles, <laughs> let's go. <laughs>
2: And they're all like, hey, it's you. You had that one on one with
3: Tom. Aye. It was fun times, that. Yeah. You get out your comfort zone once in a while. But me and Tom just schooled everyone on the art of basketball, you know. Oh, oh awesome. I was
1: devastated to have missed. I'm so sad. Oh, never mind. I've been, Matthew, I've been waiting for about five years for a video where I can play basketball in it, and I missed it. It's was a dangerous that, yeah. sport. Uh, me and
3: Tom got yeah. away lucky that day, because I'm a fan of Tom Segura and two bears, one Cave. But mm. if, people, if people watch that, they know what I'm talking about. 10 milligram Tom oh, tries yeah. to go, well, he won the contest, and then they made him do like another dunk to prove... He's got a bigger willy than Bert or whatnot because put the. I think it was nine feet. The rim was to be. I don't know what that means in terms of basketball. It's the
1: normal rim is ten, so it was almost regulation height. Almost, higher, yeah. So, which is oh, a bit. Which is a bit. I can't even touch the rim.
3: Uh, it's and he's 20. in his late mid-late forties as well. Oh so uh, yeah. He, he 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 pushes off Matthew. I don't know if you've seen this. And oh. as he pushes off, I think it's the tendons down the side of his knee snap, which causes his body to go backwards. And he lands on his arm and snaps his humerus.
1: ha, <laughs> basketball's dangerous. Yeah. I will say, in all in all my years, of, I've never seen that happen to anybody. But then we were all indestructible teenagers playing. You know, when you're a teenager, and things just don't happen to you.
4: Yeah. Like you
1: can just shake mm. things off. Yeah, outrageous.
3: And then obviously, me and Tom are, you know, just the embodiment of physical prowess and just great, great men.
1: Yeah, yeah. What yeah. A video Ross and
2: Tom better than uh, Tom Sopura and uh, Bruce Kreischer. <laughs> Or Excalibur called him. <laughs> Bert Kirscher and Bruce Kreischer. Oh, he
1: was, he was on AEW. Uh, no, got
2: name now he got name-dropped because of yeah, the whole the, Go the Big Show.
1: Yeah. I thought he was in the crowd, wasn't he? No. Oh, was well, he just promoting Go Big Show, fair enough?
2: Okay. Yeah, Jericho and Excalibur both helping each other. Bruce Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is the little intro. Let's have a look at the news. We'll get the negative stuff out of the way. Uh, former Impact Wrestling colour commentator Dom West... Oh. Revealed that he is seeking treatment for brain lymphoma. West addressed his medical situation They a post on the 560KPQ uh, radio website. Many of you have wondered where I've been and why the show is on hiatus, West wrote. So I want to share this news directly with you. I've been treated with brain lymphoma and will begin immediate treatment. He seems in good spirits. I mean, it's Dom West. I don't see how he couldn't be. Uh, unhappy Don West, I don't think, can exist. But yeah, from
1: everyone here, Colaholic we we'll hope you're doing all right and you recover fine, pal. Yeah, it's very sad. I think it it might have been Tom saying on the news that uh, he can't think of a commentator better suited to kind of maintaining a positive vibe throughout the pandemic era than, than Don West would have been. Like just the way he's just relentlessly energetic. On he's just an excellent color commentator, and uh, yeah, hope he does really well. Hope he yeah. recovers very fast.
3: Hope he was keeping up in the hospital bed just with the nurses. I'm just imagining yeah, I, in the hospital bed just like shouting at the men it'd <clears throat> be fantastic I had no because I read it this week he, he had no sort of he wasn't involved in the wrestling whatsoever before he went to Impact and then picked up a, a very hard skill very quickly indeed which is wow. doubly impressive take
1: that Adnan no offence to Adnan <laughs> I shouldn't he. <laughs> <be. No. laughs>
2: but yeah they did do an interview with the, they call it the teenage spin cycle it's a little thing they used to do was like behind the scenes and stuff and he, Don West was like oh yeah cool I can't wait to watch my uh My debut on Impact Wrestling. Let me watch it. Yeah, I remember being so great. And he's listening to it. He's just like, oh, I'm all enthusiasm and no idea. So he's like, oh, what a great punch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Something here about Samoa Joe returning. According to Mike Johnson, the PW Insider. It's also reported that Samoa Joe has re-signed with WWE and the former United States champion will be working exclusively for NXT. Uh, Apparently, Triple H is said to be unhappy which is a recurrent thing if you watched last week's episode, okay. uh, with the decision and wanted to bring him back to the black and gold brand. As a result, the game snatched Joe back as soon as possible. Huh. I don't know. I don't think there's much to that story. We'll see later on if anything comes up, but I don't think Smojo's Joe's could be returning. Yeah, just rumour yeah. in the end, not it? Rumour, rumour and innuendo. innuendo. Those pesky dirt sheets and the sheets and the dirt. Uh, the human video game highlight known as ACH took it into to this week to make the announcement that he is retiring from wrestling. He said, No need for the dramatic or emotional wordplay. As of today, I will officially step away from professional wrestling. Thank you all for the support and love. Uh, I think some people point out he did this before, but I think it was just more just getting away from WWE. Now he's been in the indie scene for a while, and now he's retiring. So, who go, ah, how can you retire twice? It's wrestling. So, if this is the end, uh, thank you very much, ACH. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. He, I mean,. He was um, he was another one of those incredible indie talents who went NXT and they, it, well, perhaps the worst culprit of them doing the wrong thing with him because it led to that huge, huge, ex, like massive debate about what was acceptable, what was racist. what it was a very controversial time, but I mean, yeah, he deserved a lot better. Ach,
2: I'm looking for anything happy to end this bit, but all I've got. Is uh, you know the news? They do like the serious stuff, and then they try and end it on something daft or something. Come on, England! Yay. come on, oh, England! England, yeah, they'll will keep people happy. Um, Anon Pachidi, should we talk about that?
1: No, England are playing
3: Scotland later today, Matthew. Oh, there we go. Oh, good, good. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I'm terrified. Me, I'm terrified if they start Billy Gilmore. I tell they.
1: Yeah, he's a talented boy. I sound like a Scotsman. I, I, he's a talented boy. Hey William Wallace. Oh, we'll get on to Raw a bit later. That's uh that's getting a bit too far, isn't it? That was true? weird. Um yeah. but yeah, no, Adam 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 Pacini is one of those people who I've realised will have far more of a legacy and an impact on the world than I ever will. And it's just quite a harrowing like a sobering thing to come up against somebody who's just more who's just who's just more. And it's just very irritating. But fair, I mean, fair play to him. It was very funny. Selfish,
3: selfishly, I don't think we should be encouraging this kind of behavior because,
1: as we all know, Adam's
3: hero is Andy Kaufman. Yes. So the more he does this behavior and the more people go, oh, Adam, you're so fantastic, the bigger the chances are that Cultaholic comes to an end. So the next time he does it <laughs> to your viewer, <laughs> tell him it's rubbish, he's wasting his time, and he needs to just just work harder with Cultaholic. Yeah. Stick work to harder.
1: wrestling. Stick to wrestling. Yeah. Stick yeah. to wrestling, not to no. politics. No.
2: Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> hey, here comes Adam
1: Pacitti If you believe, they put the man on a wait, Where's that
2: music coming from, Adam? Oh, I just plays wherever I walk around. Do you know? You know? Do
1: you know? What I watched that. I've never seen um, the Jim Carrey yeah uh, mm. film, but I've seen the oh. Netflix documentary about the Jim Carrey film. Yeah. Why did he think that wrestling was real? Jim Carrey's a big mark, is what I've learned. Because he, 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 Jerry Lawler turns up. Jim Carrey's like, oh, I hate you. You're horrible. Because Jim Carrey's all deeply method acting. Lawler gets interviewed and he's like, me and Andy Kaufman were mates. What's he on about?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's such a... Again, that, but I recommend everyone watch that documentary on Netflix. You don't have to watch Man the Moon, but watch that documentary. Made by the same guy who did the Fighterfest. Fest.
1: Ah!
2: Uh, uh, no, Fighterfest is A.W. Fire Fest. I forgot the name of it. What, the Fyter guy who went to get the what? The water you try to get the water I, but I uh, didn't have any money
4: <laughs> and uh, we've all seen
2: how that film starts so yeah uh, so Jim Carrey is pretending to be Andy Kaufman to do a film about Jerry, Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman and to get into that role he hates Jerry Lawler for real even though in real life it was all fake and worked
3: it's your mind will do flips watching it's that f- fantastic when they actually get physical that little scene in the film where they actually get you know a little bit yeah. of fisticuffs and whatnot because Jim Carrey's throwing stuff at Jerry Lawler and just being being horrible, isn't
1: he? Yeah,
3: yeah. He is. He was, he was getting ready for his role as Robotnik
2: in
1: Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, Jim Carrey. Sorry. I worry about Jim Carrey sometimes. <laughs> and he's gone very introspective and stuff and bearded, hasn't he? Later on in his life. He's like Dexter Loomis, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: He does the. Pay- I've, just, I've just said that because I swear I've seen him do cartoonish paintings in the, the not-too-distant past. Oh, sh- I might oh. be wrong there. I've seen a few videos where he's speaking about, like, self-worth and all that stuff and, like, you know, stuff about your soul and whatnot, which is easy to say when you are Jim Carrey and have 30 <laughs> years of making millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and millions of dollars. Uh, but fair play to him for growing a fantastic beard. Yeah. We but had someone,
1: to, uh, in, in, sorry, just a quick little update on Cultaholic FC. We had a winger, oh. a young winger called Emmanuel Aldridge, invented by the game. He's not a real player, he's like a young regen in the game. And uh, we've just had to sell him. And he was a favorite of the Twitch chat because he looked so much like Dexter Loomis in his little profile picture. He was blonde with a mustache. And we've had to sell him to Stoke because he thought he was too good for us. He did. Sad times. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Jack. That was the perfect time, time no to insert that, that thing. We were just talking about
3: Stoke, so I can see why you yeah. want to shove that in. No,
1: it's all about Dexter Lewis. I Could Jim Carrey
3: do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? <laughs> <That's the> <laughs> <question>. <laughs> I'll tell
2: you, I would love it if Jim Carrey scored against Stoke tonight. <laughs> I would love it. What? All right, so that was the cold like intro and the news section. Getting you ready for the rest of the podcast.
3: Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall
0: of Fame.
3: Ah. Ah. That's not
0: mm. what we do, do we?
2: No, that's that's later on. Oh. Forget my lines. Oh. Oh. Uh. Oh, yeah. oh, this vaccine's horrible, Ross. Oh. Wednesday.
4: Oh.
3: Uh, the Hall of oh. Fame. Last week's say results. It's horrible, Matthew. Oh, go on. Mixing slightly thicker IPA slash ales with Honey Jack Daniels. I've never had a hangover like that on Monday morning. It was Ooh. terrible. We had a meetup, but we should have mentioned this in the news. It was news, wasn't it? That's the first oh, time yeah. we've seen each other in the flesh for 15, 16 months. A long bloody time.
4: Yeah. we was good. united it was good and it good feels so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was There was that lovely picture of us where you look like you're strapped you look like okay. oh that was so funny <laughs> oh man the so number
2: there's... two questions comments on there were why is Matthew standing in a ditch and two <laughs> why is he packing and one of my friends said number one answers number two <laughs> <laughs> so yes we did beat up we had our masks on socially distanced in Holt's yard they're getting a plug even though they haven't
1: paid I'll tell you what the, the what was it called the, the place we ended up at because uh they were much better the than time the time bar we- no the place before then. Oh
3: the Oh the brewery. The, the was Smiley it face smiley face brewery. I
1: thought it was like the yeah. circle the something circle.
3: You know why it was Circle Brewery. They were good. Yeah.
1: They were a good brewery. We'd booked somewhere at a different one and they went, sorry, we're closing. Sam will have an email. Sam turned up, had no email. It was a mad a mad dash to find another set of tables. And we did. And they were a very accommodating brewery, the Inner Circle Brewery. We've just forgotten the name of it. The Inner Circle. Almost as well as the
2: Pinnacle Brewery. across the (laughs) Yeah, wherever they're called, they were great. It was amazing seeing all these lovely people in the flesh one more time. I think the occasion was Sam's birthday a while ago.
1: Yeah, it was like three weeks on, but yeah. yeah.
2: But it's just, this is what, uh, sorry kids if you're watching this, this is what meeting up with your mates is like when you get older. Three weeks later after your birthday, sounds good to me,
1: mate. (laughs) That is true. That mm-hmm. is true. I was really worried because Sam had decided to, to have it on a Sunday after the England game, and I just thought, ah, oh, we're not going to be able to. But we actually found places. Mm-hmm. Everyone must have just gone home after the England game. Well, it was a Sunday, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was nice. It was. It
2: was, and it was yeah, because nice. it gives you the option of ordering whatever, and the guy comes, brings you a table, and you're, like, and you're like, thank you, waiter. Thank you. you know. And uh, <laughs> so I think that's why Ross was tempted by mixing all the IPAs with the
3: the when, they're, when they're there written down in front of you, it's like oh. you're a, a sweet it's like It take, yeah. takes you back to the Woolworths days and you've got the full <laughs> pick and mix right in front of you. It's just like one tap and it's something new coming your
1: way. But also for a lot of money. Lot, we went to expensive places. Yeah. Got, uh, got to meet a couple of the new lads as well. Meet a couple of the new editors. Yeah, we did. Yeah. They, they, they rocked up
3: when we, we initially met and I had no idea who they were. Um, just it was very awkward at the start because I was just sort of sat there waiting for Sam and Owen to, to arrive and they walked around the corner and we locked eyes and I just thought they must have been students because they're relatively young looking chaps so I didn't really say anything and then they walked around the corner and waited around the corner away from me oh. so that was very awkward
1: but when we were sat down and Pachiti turned up a little bit late so he sat down and just assumed they were two of Sam's mates from home so we were just, <laughs> so we just chatting for like 10 minutes and then I asked them where they were from or something And then Pacitti was like, I'm so sorry. I've just realised you're employees. (laughs) So good. Did you say that? Oh, my God. (laughs) They didn't mind. It was all fine. But then later on, like, I think me and Adam had gone to the toilet at the same time or something. And all the way, he was just like, I can't believe I've done that. I'm so embarrassed.
2: (laughs) I hate it when people say I'm Tory. Oh,
1: hello, employees. (laughs) No, he didn't say, no, he didn't say like, no. (laughs) He didn't say like, you are my employee. It wasn't like that. I just... own you. No, <laughs> no Please
3: no. sit on
2: another table, away from me.
1: If, I'm sorry if I made it sound like that. He's going to hate that I've implied that it sounded like that. He was very friendly towards the new lads. I should say.
2: Mm-hmm. No, he was. He was but only after they said that they'd come round and fix his floor in for him.
1: No, so. one of them was there. Uh, one of them, one of them was too comfortable straight away, in my opinion. Actually, lads,
3: because well, you know what you do there—you just call him by the wrong name. <laughs> oh, do a Ron Swanson just call him by the wrong name and then I put some right back down on the floor yeah. they had an incredible story the two lads, because they went to uni together and then
1: went their separate ways and now they both work for Cultaholic what how of them, small is
3: the world at times
1: well one of them had when he got the job he realised the position was still open so he recommended his mate try out and his mate got it as well but we, I said, wow, it's weird that you never mentioned this. And he said, and in fairness, he was right. He said, bit weird if I just put it in the group chat. By the way, me and me and Ryan are friends. <laughs> just like, you, you know, everyone would be like, oh, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Well done. But it just um, shows
2: what a work in a place like this is like when we're not being able to see each other. Yeah. Where it's like, hello, I'm so-and-so-and-so-and-so. I'm Laurel, this is Hardy. Uh, yeah, we're new. We have been working here for eight months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. No idea who you are.
3: So. This is the thing, cause like when someone new joins, cause a few new people have joined since the pandemic has started, Adam will put a thing in the chat going, "Welcome, blah, 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 to Counterholic. We now own his body and soul." Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and everyone says hello on Slack, but like, there's obviously because they're brand new on the on the messaging platform, they don't have a picture. Next to their name, so that when they go like, "Oh, hello, all, I'm here." Hello. <laughs> yes, yeah, like Jim from Friday Night Dinner.
4: Now, hello, <laughs> <to> all.
3: <laughs> um, when they say that, you're like, "Oh, there's the name, but we don't have a face next to the name." So it is a weird thing when you see them in, in the flesh
1: for the first time ever. Yeah, what, but yeah, one of them, one of them, too comfortable straight away. Which one? Name Joel. Them. Joel. I've named him. Oh, he doesn't listen. listen oh, he, d- he doesn't listen to this. Because, um, my girlfriend was there and she used to work in a bar called Nancy's Bordello, which sounds, it's just a bar. It sounds way more like dodgy than it actually is. <clears throat> and she, um, she mentioned that she used to work there and he was like, oh, it's a really nice bar. Really like it there. I like the quizzes because they they used to do quite like quite fun quizzes. Like there was big student crowd in there and stuff and they get quite raucous, the quizzes sometimes from what I understand. And he apparently there was, like, a chat-up line round or whatever where she was, like, the quiz master and he had to, like, they, everyone had to use their best chat-up line. And he was like, I think I've chatted you up once. And I'm just like, I didn't get any of that context. So I'm just there, like... <laughs> Who, man? You, you what? Talk to my lady like that, man? You are like, Jewel. Think you're a yeah. big man? Come on here, like? <laughs> No, but then it was quickly established that it was in the context of a pub quiz probably long before I ever met my girlfriend. So, But just watch out, Julia. yeah? Just watch out.
2: Yeah, I remember him saying that in front of you. I was like, "Ooh." Yeah,
1: but uh, it was, but it was, it was only confusing for like a millisecond. I will say.
2: Yeah, but now it's a lot longer because you brought up on the
1: podcast. I but then he elaborated <laughs> what the chat up line was, and I was like, "What are you do doing?" Do you remember What it was? Yes, what, I was do it? remember what it was. It was that. It was that one that everyone's heard before. The um, let's, let something. Let's add something, subtract our clothes, divide our legs, and multiply. That, that you know the maths one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steiner yeah. math. Yeah, so yeah, you 53 he went, to 53 third chance of coming home with me tonight went, at sacrifice. She, she went, What's your yeah, what's your best child line? He was like, Will you see the thing about me? It's I'm a crazy I'm a genetic freak! And I'm not normal. God, I wonder if that worked. I think also Sam messaged me one day, and I think this was Joel as well. I think he might be my new nemesis. The Joel podcast. I know. Because Sam messaged me saying, um Saying Oh, yeah, one of the new editors, one of the ones you've not met yet, before I would met Joel, was like, he's used uh, he's used a meme of you, or like a little joke of you in one of these scripts, just checking that it's all right. Yeah, I was like, it is fine, but oh, getting very comfortable very fast there, Joel. What was the joke? <laughs> oh, it was just like me with a stiffy or something. Oh, yeah, there we go. The <laughs> classic, joke. you know, or me being a five-year-old, like, boy. One of the two, one of the two. Tom makes the imagine going
3: to uni for several years. And then you sat there one day making pictures of Jack with a stick.
1: <laughs> Take back everything bad I've said about Joel. I feel really awful now. You're, oh. You do
2: a very good job, Joel. Yeah. Now that we've put these the young guys over, which we like to see in wrestling booking, I think we should move on to the Hall of Fame and pat ourselves on the back for a lovely night.
1: Yes. Yeah. I'm, I've just remembered I haven't thought of one.
2: Well, you have some time. Okay. Have a look okay. back. I mean, there's no, there's no After point because
3: that... whoever won last week is obviously going to vote for something and then we might as well just move on. Not to get sassy and, and bitter about the Hall of Fame this week because I care about the Hall of Fame. I want to win each and every oh, week I'm on the end. But I've I know for a fact it. that whoever wins is going to pick that thing stuff. and we're going to encourage that bad behaviour some more. Stop it, man. He's going to leave us and then that's it. The company's gone forever while he's doing some trolling stuff on his own. He's like, uh Robbie Williams even take that.
2: So in uh, after nine hours later, the result from last week in condescending order, Bo Burnham inside. That's Bo. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Bo. Dave Meltzer's sassy response to Triple H's long-winded answer on the NXT Media call. 23%. But by a clear margin, <laughs> grumpy Triple H on the NXT Media Call. Oh, why do you expect so much of us? Oh, just shut up, go away. You 56%.
1: This was when Tom was on last week, wasn't it? I realised none of these oh, sounded familiar yeah. and I, right. Okay, okay. Was that yours then, Matthew? It certainly was. Oh, well done. Ross, Ross, go Ross
2: nearly got there with Dave the Alta's sassy response because that was also a highlight. Did
3: you listen to it, Matthew? Some of it. Oh, like, that's fantastic. Uh, Triple H's two minute answer about how NXT callers can be compared to the NFL somehow, and yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. it just doesn't work in the NFL, and it just doesn't work in WWE Raw SmackDown. Dave Melty just goes,
4: thanks. Okay.
3: <sighs> You've sold me a load of poo there, Paul.
4: Hmm.
2: It should have been like Ellen Parridge. Ah, then I I see. Jurassic Park. Ooh, <laughs> but this week's Hall of Fame, I'll go first while Jack fran- frantically there we go, that's what I was looking for, frantically thinks of something. I'm going to go with Don West, commentator mm. extraordinaire, just because of be nice to be honest with you uh don west is one of those people that definitely had all his stats in enthusiasm rather than ability for most of his career but you know what i've heard so many stories over the years of people who went to tna house shows or impact house shows and there's don west doing the um the brown bag special we have like three items three random items from the tna shop and he was selling it to you he was selling it like <laughs> it was the most important like it was the holy grail. Like, it was the most important thing in your life. And people would say, you know what? I don't want it. I don't want a James Storm 2011 T-shirt in my wrong size. Uh, But I don't want to disappoint this man because he's putting so much effort and love into selling this crappy deal. So, all right. So, for that alone, for the passion he had, and also for his brief run as a heel commentator, where, first of all, he turned on Mike Tanay in a wonderful bit, where he called my word, and what shows, oh, I've already said it, haven't we? You're nothing more than a selfish prick, which apparently is based on a real life thing, where Tanadian didn't go to bat for that, whatever, Russo Russo. Oh, so. he
1: really, he really ooh,
2: Yeah. Wow. uh Well, obviously, that we all knew about that, I don't know about that, uh, but, what it meant was, for Don West to be a heel, he basically pointed out, all the inconsistencies, and incorrect stuff happening on TV, <laughs> so it would be like, okay, McIntyre, Amazing Red has to defeat, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Frankie Kazarian here to make it, to qualify for the four-way X title match at, at Sacrifice. And then almost be like, well, hang on, Christopher Daniels is in that match as well. He goes, that's right. He hasn't won a match in weeks. How's he getting in the <laughs> Amazing Red has to qualify? <laughs> this isn't right. And Mike A's like, uh, it's not like when Jim Ross would be over the top in supporting the McMahons and Triple H's and Jim Ross would be like, hey, that's just wrong. Mike be like, um, Wow, look at that hurricane, <laughs> So, thank you for that, Don West. Your passion, your love, and everything else you brought to the business. And you know, we we'll hope you're alright,
1: Paul. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Good pick. Give me Don West and Mike tonight over anything good today. That partnership Ooh. was fantastic. Oh, wow, big but, time! Mean, they it's would. There. Excalibur no, has what, for me. Oh, oh well, yeah. But they, do they get excited? Can they do a
1: what? Yeah, and
3: they're
1: Mike more and, uh, they're <laughs> more <would> like <laughs> relaxed, aren't they? Yeah.
3: At the end of an episode,
1: what's the? It's it's become like a GIF or a meme of them reacting. Someone's announced that someone's going to get stripped of a belt, or is going to have to defend the belt, or something, and they both go,
4: "Yeah, yeah!"
1: (laughs) 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 throwing paper around and stuff. What's that for again? he was like,
2: uh-huh. Sting, we'll get a towel shot yeah. next week and him. I think that was it. Yeah. Yes! Oh, <laughs> just the best. It gets, the only person who sells more than Dolph Ziggler, Dom West. <laughs> the shirt off your back, not a problem. Dom West will sell it to you.
3: Ah, Go on, Ross, where have you got
2: for us? We know that you're prepared.
3: I am prepared. I was on my Instagram reels, wasting time earlier this week, and I came across a guy called Daniel Potts Drums, and I can't play the sound because what he does is like the drums for like songs and whatnot and we'll get, we'll get hit by the copyrights and all that stuff. But watch this. Watch this. This better not be Sticky Vicky again. No, no. Look at him. He's playing oh, the drums. Oh, he's playing it
1: with his feet. He's got no arms. So he plays the drums oh. with his feet. It's incredible. Oh. I was about to... Now I feel like a bad person because I, I was about to be like, all drummers use their feet. But no, he uses only his feet. Okay, that's Yeah, his, sorry, that's
3: for audio listeners, yeah, he, he does the, the bits that you would use arms for with his feet. He's that got is incredibly... Arms. Yeah, it's that's, incredible, that's, that's, yeah. Daniel Potts drums on Instagram. Um, yeah, go and follow him. It's incredible. He, he doesn't miss a yeah. beat.
1: That's but even yeah. more impressive. If you know the Def Leppard drummer who had like one arm... One arm, yeah. Oh. But he's got... But he's using both of his legs for all the hand parts. Mm. That's incredible, that...
3: Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I was blown away. That's blown very, away. very impressive.
2: <laughs> modern Daniel problems Potts require modern me. solutions. Just use your feet to the drum. It's amazing. <laughs> you can do if you put your mind to it. So, yeah. Fantastic, pal. What's his name again?
3: Daniel Potts Drums on um, Instagram. Awesome. They call him Cuba Pete.
2: He See, can was, play drums with the... his feet.
3: And when he goes, <laughs> was... he goes, chick, chicky, boom, chick, chicky, boom. <laughs> I was going to leave this pick off because I thought you were going to pick Adam. I thought it was a nailed uncertainty that you were going to go for Adam. Just I think we're being a slicky man that you are, my oh,
1: I was licky. I wouldn't let no <laughs> Do you know, my, my um my mom might help
2: Jack though. That was a good, sell thing. Like, hey, Ross reaching his his hand out for the hot tag. Here you go,
1: Jack. <laughs> just a brief sorry, my mom actually I forgot this. She saw Adam's antics and told me that she'd seen it via text the other day. Oh. She said, um yeah, your dad's gonna. My dad's gonna see his dad on Father's Day. So she just updated me. But then she was like, um, "Where is it?" She also said, uh, "I saw your mate's ass on telly." Oh God! And I said, "It's a very poorly run channel, ma'am. I have no sympathy for them." Ha ha! And she put mm, even the most like mother response ever. Mm, even so, very classy. As the old saying goes, a lion doesn't need the approval of sheep. Oof. she's not approving there of Anbachi. She's saying he should be above that.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying that he was the lion and we were the sheep.
1: No, no, no. She's saying that he's the lion and they are the sheep and he shouldn't need the approval of. Or maybe she's saying the public are sheep. Yeah, no, we do need their approval, Teller. Yeah, desperately so. They keep us afloat. We love sheep. Uh, yeah, my rent actually depends on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my pick is. Two the... seconds. Is Ross here? Oh, there he is. There
3: he is, yeah. My internet yeah. went off. I don't know what moment that's doing. I didn't hear most of what Jack said there. That's my all right. My connection is unstable. Just my oh, mum saying that Pachitti
1: should be above above such antics.
3: I agree um, <laughs> for the future of cultaholic ventures limited. Let's discourage Adam from such scandalous, horrible behaviour. Yes. So
1: my my pick is uh, the Scottish commentary on the BBC when Patrick Schick's second goal went in for the Czech Republic last week or this oh, week. Is it? No. Oh no! Because right, the first goal's it. gone in. It's bad times for Scotland. It's their first game in an international tournament, maybe since 96? I don't know. They're 1-0 down. They're pushing for an equaliser. Hamden is rocking and rolling. If nobody's seen the goal right, it's outstanding. The, the the Czech striker pounces on a deflection and from the halfway line, blasts it into the... Blast is the wrong word. Ross, how would you describe the goal? It, it's yeah. a Jack. It's power and swerving, but a spark yeah, it's fantastic. He beyblades it in. And the commentators obviously are going to... English commentators would do the same. Sound a bit disappointed if England can a goal, right? It's just what happens. But I've never seen such underselling of uh, an amazing goal. They go, oh, and Czech Republic got the ball here. Czech Republic on the break. And they've scored their game. I'm like, what? They've just shot from the halfway line. They're just, oh, the, Owen watched it. And he said, the moment they say Czech Republic on the break is when the ball hits the back of the net. Like they're saying Czech Republic are on the break as the ball flies in. That is my pick because it's unashamedly biased, but it's right in a way, isn't it? You know, other countries would do it. We, we certainly would. Come on, England. Yeah. That's, yeah. You don't seem very enthused, Matthew. Oh,
2: I'm enthused. Sorry. Okay. But I like Scotland a lot. If, That's a thing.
1: Oh, so speaking born, of man, which, I've Jimmy, seen a lot. No, I've seen a lot of this nonsense on Twitter. Right, I've seen a lot of English lads who suddenly want Scotland to win because they hate England and that. It's football. Come on. Uh, yeah, but I've got to get... <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, thank, 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 you, Jack, for a lot like of
1: wrestling fans going. Oh, I've got a lot of Scottish friends. Get in the bin. I, uh, Scotland's great. I. And I'm going
2: to segue this into something cohort related. The Sunday Post. Which my granddad would always get because he was from Scotland, but he moved down to Darlow. Okay, uh, so now it makes just... a
1: little bit more sense. Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Like, but like, I brought that up because uh, to skip ahead. I was amused by Drew McIntyre bringing up famous Scottish people from like you know GCSE Scottish. Wait, that's not a thing. Um, so I thought, <laughs> who who's going to be next? Is it going to be Paul Brune? He was from the Brunes. Who was in the Sunday? Uh, post and I brought that up. And the Sunday post, somebody from the Sunday post added being going, Oh, um, by the way, your colleague Tom Campbell will be in the next edition of the Sunday. Post. Oh, what, what uh, because of his knowledge of Sonic? I was like, What? So, it's all these different worlds combining at the same time. Tom uh, does know a lot about Sonic. Why, of course, Sonic Tom would get it? Yeah, well, I don't know why that is it an anniversary. Well, what's Sonic done this week? Is there anything we should know of?
1: We were talking about Jim Carrey, he was in Sonic. That's right. I've got no idea.
2: I don't know what Sonic's in there. But Tom is going to be in the Sunday Post, and I'm very proud of him. Him and Adam
1: Pachitti?
2: I just, just... just... Oh, God, Go do you around. think that'll be it? Pachitti on page 3 she He's got his, <laughs> you know, not got his clothes on, and then Tom in page six for the serious bit.
3: Yeah. I was just thinking it might be like a local interest story where he'd got a local man just off his, off his nipples on bookies just see, I've just seen Sonic run down the road. <laughs> and then Tom's
1: there to provide some context. Local man Sonic... paints, oh, paints, hedgehog blue in support of Scottish national team. <laughs> <laughs> my good luck, charm. I kicked Sonic Give the Hedgehog
2: thing. at the airport so saying? hard I broke a bone in my foot.
3: That's just when you said local man paints hedgehog blue. I had to write three hundred <laughs> words on a Macam who put a red and white bit of paper on there. Oh, oh, you told uh, hedgehog, uh, yeah. that might
1: have been where I've thought of this.
4: Yeah.
1: I really, I'm interested in your previous job. Because it sounds like some some assignments, some days, it sounds like... I mean, it was probably really boring at the time, but it sounds fascinating looking back.
3: It was just my work experience at the Sunderland Echo, which coincided with the week that Sunderland got the only cup final for how many heavy years all right, it's been. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you take credit for that, Ross? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Well done, I would.
2: <laughs> ah, Well, that was the Hall of Fame selection this week. To recap, we have Don West most passionate commentator you'll ever hear. Ross's pick. Daniel Potts on the drums. Daniel Potts, I forgot his name, thank you very much. And Jack, who is picking the Scottish commentary as they realise... They're,
1: they're two nil down.
2: Yeah, they're 2 nil down.
1: Which is like the polar opposite of Don West.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right, it's both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> oh my God, what a goal! You know, it's, they've just kicked off. And uh, yeah, utter disappointment. Czech Republic on the break. And the break. So, those are your picks of the Hall of Fame. Passion one end, disappointment the other. The choice is yours. By going to Patreon.com/tashcutterholic.
3: This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ah, <sighs> this week in wrestling. Oh god. This segment is going to be about seven hours long. I, no. I didn't have time to watch all of it. I had for. The second half of Raw and the weekly NXT I had a result of the YouTube clips. There's been that much wrestling. Ooh. But I've watched the full other shows. Yeah, The full other shows. That's good English.
2: Good English. That's what we are. That's in the, the podcast. Smackdown.
3: <laughs> I think that's on the
2: news story that Pachini interrupted. Good uh, English. Uh, <laughs> they do know what well, the next day was like. No, no. This is bad English. <laughs> <laughs> Roman Reigns talks to Jay Uso backstage saying he saved the Uso's from embarrassment last week. We interfered in their tag title match. Jimmy Uso heads to the ring and feels like Roman got them DQ'd on purpose because he's jelly. In the back, Jay confronts Jimmy and defends Reigns, saying his loyalty is to the tribal chief. Jimmy says he'll be in the locker room if Roman wants to speak to him. I love reading these recaps like EastEnders. It's so good.
1: I, I didn't know what it, I mean. It was a, it was a fine opening. Roman's still fantastic, but there's more later. There's more to the story down the line. So totally.
3: so i was gonna say i love roman reigns when likewise when when was it jimmy was on about the jealousy stuff and roman's just looking at him like he's just an idiot Mm. roman wouldn't have done that years ago he would have been posing and pouting but now he's just (laughs) taking the taking the michael out of his comp compals his compals i've hit a wall already on the podcast his comrades and his pals and his brothers and sisters and cousins They're, they're cousins aren't they they are cousins the tribal chief I'll shut up now.
1: <laughs> the problem is, Matthew wasn't, wasn't letting you off the hook there. Yeah, you no, gave him a does. lot of... You, you
4: were stretching I, your I hand did. out. I <laughs> Matthew did. was like,
1: no, nah, mate. I yeah. treat you like a treat Jack. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into the trap I should know better.
3: You just let us go and go and go until we dig ourselves a hole we can't get out of. Isn't it great? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why people
2: tune in. Uh, Kevin Owens and Big E beat Sami Zayn in Apollo Crews in a tag match. Crews claims he only lost because he was saddled with Zayn as a partner and want to rematch next week alongside Commander Aziz. Zayn gets in the mic and cuts a promo on Cruz, but Aziz hits him with the Nigerian nail. Zayn's a tit.
3: He's oh, been He's hail the nail. Oh, hail the <laughs> nail, yes. That's what they said. I think this is one of the... Just the Intercontinental title scene is one of the weakest parts of SmackDown, just because I feel like I've seen it about a million times already, yet even though they have done it a million times already, no one seems to know what to do with the people's moves who are hitting the moves on them. Learn a reversal, Ah. for
1: goodness sake. You've had enough time. Come on now. I'm, I'm, To your point, I'm a bit concerned with everything on SmackDown apart from Roman Reigns' stuff at the minute. We're getting to a bit of a trend where the rest of the show is slipping, I feel. Slipping. It is getting a bit
3: repetitive when it's not Roman Reigns. As We'll find out as we continue our review for Friday Night SmackDown.
2: (laughs) Beautiful. Last week, Carmella beat Liv Morgan. This week, Liv Morgan beats Carmella. I oh, oh, can't that. wait
3: for the night. Who could this... have seen that coming? <laughs> no.
1: Get them the in the Tokyo party... Dome.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Tonight's match will end in a draw. It's got to happen. But Michael Cole calling Conbella the self-proclaimed most beautiful woman in WWE. Ooh. That man, uh, he's, he's grown a set of testicles since he's left Corey Graves. He wouldn't have said that if Corey was next to him, I reckon. Mm-hmm.
2: Seth Rollins is Bailey's guest on Ding Dong. Hello. And they share a few laughs at the expense of Cesaro and Bianca Belair. The doorbell rings, and Rawlins opens the door to find Cesaro, who beats him down.
1: A very Sting type of reveal that. He was just there. Oh, behind a the door. Just behind Yeah, it's like the sort of thing Sting would do. Okay, of that like,
2: being, ladies like in, and gentlemen, finally <laughs> opens the door. Sting
1: <laughs> It reminded me, I think, of when the authority had revealed the statue, but the statue was just yeah, Sting. Yeah.
2: yeah. Tell you a more rubbish way of saying. Of introducing thing. <laughs> is it a door, a statue? Reads the name over the Tanoy. Right? he's about to say, and it's like someone with the big car that says Sting for Life license plate. <laughs> you are double parked. Oh, yeah, Tim. Sorry.
3: That statue thing was amazing because they'd obviously made him stand under there for quite some time and just the sheer heat of being trapped under a massive thick whatever it is rug. Is it, it's not a rug, is it? What's wrong with me today? I can't wake up. You no, know, it's, it's a sheet. It's what melter writes for. A sheet, yes. A dirty sheet. It's a rag, brother. It's a rag. <laughs> Just made all this paint fall off, didn't it? Poor yeah. Guy. yeah. Poor guy.
2: It'd be great if they revealed it. Sting! And he's collapsed. Zaro <laughs> <laughs> threw a piece of Bailey. Sting set. a splash! They'd call it. They're like,
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: It came to the canvas and stick a splash. Triple H sells,
1: he gets under him. He's like, Whoa! Oh. <laughs> what a pro.
2: So, <laughs> there are pieces of Bailey said at Rawlins, which prompts Belair to come out on the stage to laugh at Bailey. Because she laughed at her last week. And
1: now the, they like the, the, the f-
2: laughing part of the
1: feud. Sometimes WWE can't think of a, a theme for a feud. And to that, I'd say not every feud needs a theme. But the theme of this one is laughter. And I don't like it. But laughter is, of course, the best medicine.
3: And (laughs) after the year we have had, I I fully commend WWE for giving us all of the medicine in the form of Bailey and Bianca Belair's laughs. Um, I think I'm having a stroke or something today. (laughs) Do you reckon that was a shoot undressing at the hands of Rollins there? Because I reckon his pants were a bit too tight. Because I'd seen the segment on Twitter before I watched SmackDown back. So I paid special attention to Rollins' pants on his way down to the ring. And I think, you know, the tailor might have been a bit too a bit too stingy on the material this week. So I reckon that was a shoot, a shoot undressing.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> he, he shot
3: Cesaro used his shooting
2: abilities to take Rolls <laughs> That'd be great. But speaking of like Benny laughing all the time, do you have a favourite laugh? So someone's in, laugh that's the distinction. In wrestling or
1: just in pop culture? Just generally?
2: In, in in life. Yeah, top culture. Micah Ooh. Richards
3: is up there for me over the past year or so. Just that, I don't know, know if you've seen it, Matthew, on the football punditry, but Roy Keane will breathe. And then and Richards will just go into hysterics for several minutes. It's absolutely fantastic. In wrestling, though, it's got to be Rollins. I love Rollins' heel cackle. Yeah. What's <laughs> like again?
2: Ah, beautiful. Thank you.
3: <laughs> I did feel bad for Bailey in this segment, though. Getting her set torn up. What did she do? She was caught in the crossfire, poor lass. After once this... again showing up Bianca Belair in terms of charisma and cutting promos and whatnot, it's happened another week in a row. I'm a bit worried for Bianca because she's very charismatic, but they seem to be holding her back in comparison to what they're giving Bailey in terms of just material and to th- cut on the microphone.
1: Hmm. I feel like Bianca's one of them who really would be better if the promos weren't scripted because she yeah. is charismatic, but she can't, she's, not, she's one of those ones who can't hide that well when she's reading the script, if that makes sense. Yeah, if if I was
3: doing predictions this week this weekend, which I'm not, because it's Adam
1: versus Andrew with Hell and a Smell oh.
3: Four on the line. Um, dun, dun, dun. I'd I'd be picking Bailey, mate. I reckon Bailey's got it this weekend.
1: I wouldn't. I, I think Bianca's still got it for now. Matthew. Oh, you maybe pick yeah. so soon?
4: Oh, yeah. all
2: right. Uh, um, I think Bella will pin her clean, and that'll end the feud.
4: Because
2: wow. Bailey's complained about the feud. Sneaky victories, perhaps not that clean a, vi- a pin. So another mm. go. Nah, pin the clean. And it's like, oh, that's me done. And then uh, we'll move on. That won't happen, will
3: it? No, mind.
1: I'm trying to think. it. might, it might happen. You it's know gonna what? revolve around laughter
3: it. somehow. Do you reckon? Just like we'll oh, Bailey no. will slip Bianca a doobie or something. She's got. A... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: she's
2: she's got locked in a hold, and she gets like the. The big funny joke book or something. <laughs> like to escape the hold, she'd be like, My dog's got no nose. And then she, How does it
3: smell? <laughs> Awful. <laughs> oh no, I let go of the hold. Now I'm completely vulnerable. Oh my god, I've just got a flashback to Sam at that uh, that brewery. Do you remember with the dog's little bowl of water? I remember the dog's little when bowl of water. When he hoofed it. What? No, I missed
1: that.
4: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> Sam was going to the toilet right. And uh, <laughs> Like behind us, there was a, a a lad with a little a little dog. I forget which kind of dog it was. It was border nice, terrier. Was it a border terrier? It was a nice little nice little dog, and I had this bowl of water because it was hot on Sunday. And Sam obviously had to get up and turn around. But as he turned around, the dog bowls was right in front of him and he sheared it. <laughs> like the water went everywhere. And this poor little dog, his, his face was heartbroken. But Sam didn't go, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'll go and refill this water for you. Sam just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember this?
4: Uh,
3: no, I must have away from the table. One of the coldest things I've ever seen in all my life. because It's a tough spot because obviously you're embarrassed because you've just hoofed a dog's. Water bull. <laughs> Do you know a what fair distance? I, and Sam got out a dodge, but you know, oh poor dog. I
1: think this might be how Sam. I think that might be a defense mechanism because I've got a very similar story about Sam. <laughs> oh no, I. Don't. Yeah, okay. Um, years ago now, like I'd only known him for. It, we were still at what culture? Possibly in the old office, Ross. This, That's how long ago it was. And um, what was it called? Charlotte Square. Charlotte Square, a lovely area of town. Um, and me and Sam. Like, we were the last two on a night out. My ex was there. And I went to the toilet. And when I came back, the mood had just changed. Like, the mood between Sam and my ex-girlfriend was just... It was frosty. And then Sam had to go soon after that. And as he left, I, I was like, what, did, what happened there? Why did he say something? Because I didn't really know Sam at the time. I was like, has he been weird? Like, what's going on here? She was like, no, he, um, he spilled his drink across the table and it went on me and he just carried on his story. <laughs> He just carried on telling the story. Oh. <laughs> he so like to it. be fair, he might have had a few. He might have been. He, I'm doubting he was sober when he did this. But yeah, it is tough. It is a tough spot. Oh,
2: that is cold blooded. <laughs> you look right. I go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, on Twin Peaks season two, right? <laughs> oh God, love you, Sam. This is his birthday. He gets a pass for that. Yeah. he should have said, oh, sound driver on the brick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a similar strike to um, Mr. Shtick. Was it, is it Schick or Shtick? Schick. 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 Schick baby boy. Oh, let's
2: be very careful those words. Wa- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a word. That's a name, YouTube checkers.
3: On, oh, Ross. God, aye. Make a call now. Oh, that Richard, was it. Boy.
2: Yeah, cool. Yeah, moving on. Uh, PG, PG. Where are we? Oh, God. Gable finds the Street Profits backstage and wants to apologise to them for Otis's actions last week. But it's really an excuse for Gable to cancel a planned tag match. They end up arguing, and Ford challenges Gable to a singles match, which he wins by DQ, when a clean-shaven Otis interferes. Otis does a bit of a papa shango on the run-in. He was late. Otis. Oh, right. Otis beats down Ford until he's stopped by official. That's a good reference, I thought. Well, he came out as a witch doctor. Or
4: <laughs> I've yeah. shaved
2: my beard and now I have voodoo powers.
3: So what do we think of clean shaven Otis? It's not right. Just not Yeah, Some people need facial hair. Triple H is not right when he's got no facial hair. 2003 just looks wrong. Otis, for me, falls in that category. John Morrison as well, I think, maybe. When he rocked up initially without his facial hair, he looked a bit wrong. But some people need facial hair and Otis is one of them.
2: <coughs> yeah. I agree, Ross.
3: Adam um, Pachitti. Adam Pachitti, yeah. I saw someone I think it might be on Reddit it. shared a picture where they put a picture of Roman Reigns through that app where you can just make people clean shaven. Roman Reigns, we can confirm. He needs facial hair.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'd be minging if he
4: didn't <laughs> have facial. Yeah, it'd be hair. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I if I was
1: confirm.
3: if I was sat there booking SmackDown right and I saw this matchup right here, I would be thinking, Wow, in three, four, five years time. That's my main event right there, Montez Ford versus Chad Gable. I mm. thought the techers on show in this match was fantastic. I've got some written down here. There was arm drags and drop downs and side lock takedowns. And then there was that bit where Montez <laughs> threw himself in the ring and Gable reversed it into a Northern Lights suplex. <laughs> then you had that bit—a lovely pick out of midair into an ankle lock by Chad Gable. Once again, who it turns out WWE is quite good at wrestling. It's so letting wrestle
1: more, you pricks. Oh. I, I thought you were going to launch in. What were the first three moves you said there? There were arm drags and lock takedowns. downs, Drop downs
3: and, and side lock takedowns.
1: I thought you, it sounded like the start of <laughs> diamonds and rubies. I thought you were going yeah. to be your favourite thing. I
2: actually the thought you were setting up for, I wow, I was such a good anchor lock, it's time for
3: Ross's move of the week. Oh, I think I should have that highlighted in yellow. Some I've got it, yes, I have. It. Oh, up those later. are just runners oh, up. Run for the moves of the week. oh, yeah. They're in the contention for certainly second and third place, what uh, Gable was doing in that ring. It's that so sad just, to see, sorry. isn't it? <laughs> just how good this guy is. And he's charismatic as well, in a, in a, uh, a nerdy Kurt Angle kind of way. Yet yeah, they just don't really use him. But we're yeah. getting and, there slowly, and why is
1: And why is Otis, the most natural babyface on the roster, a heel? He's a good heel, though, as well. I like yeah. him. Yeah. But... What, versus, what a versatile performer. Fair enough. Mm.
2: He could do it all. Beard and unshaven, he can do it all. And uh, Gable, you're right, though. He has sex on legs in the ring. And, uh, yeah, not good enough for Ross's move of the week. This is just the mouche Boosh of the week, though. So bless him, just an appetizer. Stay tuned for more. Oh, wait, you're still here. Fantastic. (laughs) Nakamura faces Corbin again and beats him with a roll-up. There's a scuffle after the match and Rick Boogs Helps Nakamura keep his hands on Corbin's crown. In a segment that I definitely skipped. How was it? I
3: have the entire King Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura feud written down. Well, I've got a screen grab from Cage Match, actually. So... King Corbin defeats Shinsuke Nakamura in three minutes and five seconds. Shinsuke Nakamura defeats King Corbin in five minutes and 20 seconds. King Corbin defeats Shinsuke Nakamura in one minute and 55 seconds. And then most recently, Shinsuke Nakamura defeats King Corbin in one minute and 50 seconds. This is the issue with the wrestling in the World Wrestling Federation today.
2: Call that a volley in tennis, don't they? Mm, yeah. yeah uh, this is what they call the SmackDown mid I believe. Do you mean it's a rally? always
3: Corbin, though.
2: Oh, yeah, rally. Sorry, not Volley. doesn't matter. It's cool. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate
3: that. Because I remember like when we first started do, uh, doing the Yo-Chope stuff, 2016, he had this feud with Ziggler when he first arrived on the on the main roster, which felt like it was never, Oof. ever going to end. It was just matches on Raw each and every week. Why is it always Corbin? Help the guy out, will
1: you? Gable as well. His, his feud with Gable seemed to go on for a long... They were good matches, but it seemed to go on for a long time.
3: But they mean now when you do them every week and then the other person wins. yeah. I hope living and Carmella doesn't end up like this because it's, it's we're, we're two matches deep, so we've got at least two more to go. <laughs>
2: yeah. I've got nothing to add to that. Thank you for covering it, Ross. You're welcome. Roman and Jay find Jimmy backstage, and they argue. Jay has had enough and storms off. Jimmy wants to fight Roman, and Reigns acts very confused. He blames Jimmy's anger on sorry Jay's anger on Jimmy, saying he should be looking out for his brother. Ray Mysterio comes out to the ring and cuts a promo on Roman for his beatdown with Dominic last week. Roman comes out to confront him, and Ray wants a Hell in a Cell match. Ray attacks with a kendo stick, but Roman fights back. Dominic runs out, and Roman powerbombs him over the top rope to the outside before kicking Ray in the head as he checks on his son. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Roman is my I think he's my favourite wrestler going today. The way he turned himself into the victim, saying to Jimmy... Why would you mess up Jay like that? It's all about family. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I thought Jimmy. Used he's to like Coronation
1: Street villain Ross.
3: I know. What's is he Richard? Richard. He's it's like, like Richard. Uh, yeah. Emotional manipulation <laughs> at its finest from Roman Reigns and Richard in the in the, the Ford Galaxy, which went into the moor. Smackdown next week if Roman Reigns rocks up in a Ford Galaxy we've got issues he's going to lock Jimmy and Jay in the here? garage and turn the engine Vince, on Vince <laughs> needs I love you Vince, Vince needs to get Gail Platt in he needs to what was the song playing was it with oh. you and me always, yeah. always. and ba, 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 ba. forever Oh, what Roman Reigns' new theme <laughs>
1: one of my earliest memories that Richard and Gail
2: it's Cena. Yeah. hey you're John Cena with a briefcase
3: This is why. Oh, fine. Roman's Roman's writing is spot on. Like, every segment, it's spot on. Like, you just. Mm, Oh, hey, I think it's Heyman. Probably, yeah. But share the love a bit, you know? Mm. Give a bit to King Corbin and
1: Gable, why not? Uh, Oh, what was I going to. Oh, no, lads. Oh, that was it. So, this is a bit of news. Um, Adam put in the news thing last night. No, no, it is news, Matthew. It's just that oh no I forgot I've <laughs> remembered I remember it. Oh, it was adorable it was really Jackie in ages <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that that Hell in a Cell match is happening tonight apparently do you not Dom's see this Ross fun. Dom's going in the cell I reckon uh, so, what do you mean Roman and Rey their title match is happening tonight on Smackdown for some reason for, just for some reason in Hell in a Cell do you remember how at Wrestlemania they gave away some of the Wrestlemania matches just on Smackdown the night before this year and they're doing Andre. it. They're uh, doing it again. Yeah, but none of them were like much. Yeah, none of them. Yeah, none of them were, yeah, none of them were really? the main event.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's really... So they're doing the Hell in the Cell match, just to say that. I think it, so.
1: Cell. I oh. think so.
3: I hope I've not I'm, dreamt this. No, no, it's it's true. Adam did put that in the chat. But uh, all right, what do you reckon's gonna happen? Reigns will think just right. murder Ray, and then Dom will go. I'll fight for the right to party. <laughs> 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 I'll fight for my father's honor, like the great Mexican hero William Wallace, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roman, I challenge you, and then Roman will throw. Who yeah. was a p- a pitched Dom going off the top of the cell in our pitches video for Hell in a Cell, which is on the channel now, if you haven't seen it? It was me. It could be going to happen. Mm. Who it knows?
2: Masqueros defeated the English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, There's all these people right here. The Universal title match. Hell in a Cell match, now set for SmackDown. God.
3: What's Hell in a Cell? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big one for SmackDown. Mm. that's a weird thing to happen why but, have they but, done uh, that Yeah, I can't what's wait what's Roman doing on Sundays that's the question Must be Roman must be busy
1: do, doesn't he yeah. always want to go on first or last and do you think they've said well you're going on both. second last yeah and he's yeah. like oh no I'll do it on Friday
3: I'm busy I'm doing my hair yeah I yeah. can't imagine right. Rins being like a Hogan backstage me that don't work for me pal I hope to he is fair. So more people like, should be backstage.
1: When I read that news story, I think it was one of those ones where Melter will say something and then written oh. down, it looks more concrete than it is because he's just talking on his radio show. Oh. And, <laughs> and he said something like, yeah, Roman, Roman should always be in the last segment or whatever. But it, written down, it looked like Roman demands to be in, that sort of thing. But I don't think it actually was. I don't know. Sorry, that's very boring.
2: No, no, that was in the style of Meltzer. I appreciate that method acting, Jack. Thank you.
4: Mm.
2: Well, AEW Friday Night Dynamite. Don't think it'll be out. Oh, there we go. What's SmackDown going head-to-head with currently? AEW. Oh,
1: is that why? What
2: does WWE like doing? and stuff just to Ah. mess with people. You heard it here first. Breaking news from the dog wall. WWE hates AEW. Uh, Matt Hardy claims that Christian has been jealous of him for years and sends Angelico in to beat him and end his career. Angelico loses. Hold on, Jack. Hardy and Jack Evans attack Christian after the match, but Jungle Boy
3: makes a save. I really like Christian AEW. He's like Mm -hmm. what Bobby Roode was in NXT circa 2017. A bit of a palate cleanser because he's like an old-fashioned wrestler who works the body part because that's what the wrestlers do. Look at him whapping out with diving headbutt as well, by the way. do you see that?
1: Incredible yeah. scenes. Yeah.
3: Which made JR say, if the diving headbutt was barred, it wouldn't hurt my feelings.
2: Yeah, it's the same week as the Dynamite Kid Vice documentary. So, hey, if you're looking for comedy and a good time, uh, don't watch that.
1: What was the one last night? Or was I, the... I, think,
3: I think I saw someone say it, it's ended until September now. Oh, but it's the last mid-season night, break. Last night on Vice, there was a documentary which wasn't part of Dark Side of the Ring, but about China or something. I'm not too sure what was going on. Big country loss to talk
1: about.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Thank you. China. China. So bad. But you know, I... I,
2: Thank you. I agree with your thoughts there, Ross. I like Christian in the Bobby Roode style of being a palate cleanser. That's perfect. I'm going to have to steal that from you unashamedly. Uh, I just don't want... Oh, thank you. Um... I just don't want a main event and, and like, big up like, yeah, that's right, XW dude and all this stuff, which might look it looked like. Here, mid, mid-league, wrestling people and putting over people, Jungle Boy getting the rub. But yeah, The final
3: the, the, the seats for him to have a match with Omega somewhere down the line. Do you remember that early on where they had him in Omega? The oh, I love AW seeds. booking of teasing something Then Maybe a year and a half later, he'll be like, remember that? So it's going to happen. So how do we get there? How do you, wanna, how do you want Christian to get there, Matthew? Uh, by Uber fair enough how
2: about you Jack Uh,
1: I think it'll just be like a a filler feud between two pay-per-views I don't want to see Christian versus Kenny on pay-per-view but I I wouldn't mind it on TV though as the main event one week
4: yeah
2: works for us Tony Schiavone brings out Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson son of Arn and they didn't need to announce that it was Arn Anderson's kid (laughs) He needed a look at him for two seconds. He goes, yeah, that is definitely Arn Anderson's kid. Anywhere between the ages of 16 to 43. <laughs> uh, QT Marshall comes out oh, and says that they're arresting him and Aaron Solo. Is that right? Aaron Solo? Yeah. So, like Han Solo, I guess. Anyway, I think it is. He's so low on the card.
1: Someone,
2: oh. Uh, uh, QT Marshall comes out and says, this is nepotism. And says that Cody's favouritism led to him creating his own stable of trainees in the first place. It's a good point, well made. He challenges Cody to a South Beach strap match. And <laughs> AEW goes back on the road and Cody accepts because he is brave. You are brave. You are brave. QT cheap shots on. So Brock tackles him and referees pull him apart. That's right, folks, wrestling historians and old gets. A Rhodes is teaming up with an Anderson. Now, historically, nothing bad has happened when this thing has occurred. So... I'm hoping that this is like, hey, if you know, you know. If you don't, well, just sit back and watch.
1: Cody's been teaming with, not teaming with, but he's been aligned with on for quite some time now, and we've been waiting for this to happen. And I just wonder, will it it ever happen now?
3: Oh, my God, I would love it. I would love (laughs) it if Brock just turned on Cody and just beat him up so bad that Cody had to go home and be a dad for a bit, like, you know, a year, two years maybe. I don't, really is. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened with wow. Cody, right? But because take yourself back to 2019, well, basically before the pandemic ha- happened, he was you know the valiant baby face. He was cutting these promos. You got behind him when he was speaking; it was fantastic. He was his matches were were good. He would always do something big and get the emotions in his matches and whatnot. But then since the the pandemic started, the booking of Cody Rhodes has gone too far, and I'm worried that Brock will do. Very little in this matchup because Cody, of course, will get beaten down and then taken up the ramp to get treated and then come back down and then win the match valiantly for America and whatnot. But hopefully Brock just beats like turns on him because his dad said so and beats him up so bad he has to go away for a bit.
1: I think I I think we could see it. It might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Or Brock will get the pinfall and Cody will do the whole. This guy, he's got my endorsement. I'm Cody Rhodes. I, Cody uh, Rhodes,
2: endorse this wrestler.
3: Yeah, <laughs> My A-level GCSE, um, my, sorry, my GCSE media studies to, to good use here. I, I reckon Brock, because he was wearing like a salmon pink polo, wasn't he? I reckon that was somewhere, you know, just, you know, shades of Mark Henry there, but in polo shape form. Oh,
2: I thought you meant salmon pink, uh, which was the colour of all the 80s wrestlers back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else happened in the 80s? That's right, Ross, Ole Anderson turned on Dusty in the cage. Oh. So An Anderson turned on Dustin. Brock has to turn on Cody. And it would be a nice angle if Ann's like, get him. And Brock's like, We on about. Come on, Anderson's have to. <laughs> it's in the lot. it's in the big book of wrestling. He gets out a big book of wrestling and starts reading it. Coincidentally, <laughs> it has jokes and it's the same book that uh Bailey's oh. reading from before. And uh yeah, tying it all up. And uh, Brock's just like, no, I thought we on about I did I didn't watch uh eighty four wrestling. Sorry. He's like, no, I'm gonna turn on Cody.
1: I want to do flips and that. I want a ladder yeah. match. I want to do
2: a Canadian destroyer. And Arne's like, oh, son. <laughs> I want to change my name to Brock Buck. But yes, I want to. I want to do tag spots where there's no trying to come in and out for five seconds. Son, no, you break my up. <laughs> next, we tell me you want. We won't want to bleed in a strap match next. Nah, dad, I've got a cool forehead. Oh, son. Yeah let's move on because I've run that bit in the ground Eddie <laughs> Kingston teams with Pack and Pender you know when they were friends a while ago and then they weren't and they are friends again yeah it's alright <laughs> to take on the Bucks and Brandon Cutler I love you have this just you have that typed up and you're like guess who takes the loss yeah uh, the good guys win so the good brothers run into attack because yeah. Gazarian comes along to even the odds because he is the, the elite go.
1: the elite killer catch- oh yes
2: yeah, that as well <laughs> and ends the segment by taking out Brandon Cutler
1: I could
4: have done that.
1: Imagine how class Brandon Cutler looks in real life next to an average human. But in AEW, he's a big nerd. He's a nerd, and he loses all the time. I don't know what else to say about this segment, to be honest, but it's building, isn't it, to something else? I've got something to say about this segment. Oh, I bet you have, Ross. First of all was the call from Don
3: Callis, because it was that, that spot where... It was sort of like a, a Dudley-esque setup from Pe- uh, Pack and Penta, and Penta does the drop kick to the, the taint area of somebody, and someone was like, "Oh, is that a low blow?" And Don calls it, "No, it was a blow to the posterior giblets," which was a very pleasing <laughs> thing to say. The posterior giblets. <laughs> but I, th- I need Richard to, to to click the button right now. Just click that button, Richard. It's time to do the thing. <gasps> oh my! Oh, oh. oh,
4: oh baby! Oh. <laughs>
3: That wheelbarrow through, through Nick thing straight into a Canadian destroyer on a mat from Penta was my move of the week. Ross Tweddle's move of the week. We have a jingle now, Jack, which is, it's, well, I showed you the week, didn't I? It's very raw. I've
1: seen the jingle, yeah. Oh, it's
3: fantastic. Mm. Um, So, yeah, the the wheelbarrow roll through to Nick straight into Canadian Destroyer onto Matt is my move of the week. Because how do you do that, eh? How do you do that? How do you get out of bed in the morning and say, I'm going to do a
1: wheelbarrow roll through to Nick straight into Canadian Destroyer onto Matt? How do you do that, eh? Wheelbarrow. I'm trying to picture it because I can't think of the spot in my mind. Wheelbarrow roll through to Nick.
3: And then as he comes round, up on top of the back, it was was so fluid, liquid wrestling. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there's AJ Styles
1: saying the moves are reeling. My light bulb was just dimmed there. It's back to normal now. Mm. <laughs> sorry. That,
2: thank you, Jack. There's <laughs> moments where someone will say something, here's my impassioned speech about how amazing this was, and someone will say something incredibly dull and boring, like, no, sorry. Mm, I'm hungry.
1: <laughs> it was relevant. It just took me by surprise. I wasn't trying to undersell, undercut Ross's... Um, Endorsement of the move. Killed the segment already two weeks in. <laughs> that was Jack's production of the
4: week.
2: <laughs> ah, anyway, thank you, Ross, for the move of the week. The pinnacle arrive and everyone cuts promos on their inner circle counterparts. MGF denies Jericho challenge for a match, saying that he used to idolise him, but now they realise he was idolising a false god. And that's bad. Jericho interrupts from the parking lot where the inner circle destroyed the pinnacle's limo including some Jake Hager forklift action. Ooh, hot and spicy. Uh, I also appreciated the El Barto graffiti Mm
4: -hmm.
2: from uh, Prom Powerful. But they've done every Raw 98 segment over the course of, what, two months now? Between the spraying, between the getting thrown off a cage, between the limo getting destroyed, um, the van hitting the... Mobile locker room, and it's all. I'm numb to it now. Can it's, you can only do one of these things or two of these
1: things every bleeding week? Can the inner circle leave the pinnacle alone? They're big bullies, and they're they're ruining their property, and they're and they're burning down the ozone layer. I'm thinking of them, <laughs> they're speeching dumb and dumb, and they kidnap chamu and put him in a chlorine tank. <laughs> What? No way, that's School of Rock. It's not Dumb and Dumb. What yeah, it's not Dumb and Dumber. I'm thinking of the Dumb and Dumb speech where he goes, we've we got no food, our pets' heads have fallen off. I've mixed yeah. up the speech with Jack Black in um, School of Rock. Never, S- but someone save me. I'm Stop driving. getting Jim Kerry wrong. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, just when you thought, Jack, that you couldn't ruin this podcast any further... You turn it around and do something like this. Thank you,
1: Jack. I thought I'd have a peruse of the comments from last week's podcast. and Everyone was really nice about Tom, which was fantastic. But there was one man who would reply to everyone's comments saying that it was good with, yeah, it was good. Jack needs to not be on the podcast anymore. And I was like, it gave me a crisis of confidence, you know.
2: Is that Tom's burner that he alluded to last week? No, Tom. Would, yeah. That's the
1: very opposite of what Tom would do. No, Is but that it, was though? the thing
2: of last week. Just to interrupt. Tom said he had a burner account that would go in and criticise himself. <laughs> like, nah, Sorry, Tom's got, Tom's got
3: burners to pick himself up. That's that's what's happening there. All right, yeah, it was Tom's burner because it
1: didn't have a profile picture, did it? Uh, was it Sonic? It didn't have a. It wasn't a person. I, I can't remember if it had a profile picture or not. Yeah, it was Tom. It was <laughs> Tom. <laughs>
3: But yeah, I'm I'm ready for the, the... Well, I've been ready since before the last match they had for Pinnacle and in a circle to end. I just... If we, is it just Jericho? Just, you know, MJF's the big, cool, upcoming thing. I'm going to run him into the crowd because that's what's happening. I just want the Pinnacle to get a big, decisive win, which they've already done, but a, a bigger, more decisive win where... Maybe one of the Inner Circle member members kayfabe dies or something, because that's where we need to go now. We've seen Jericho almost die off the top of the cage. Where do we go from there? It's like, I, I, I don't know why this is continuing. We're not going to look yeah. back in many years' time, are we, and go, wow. Do you remember the Pinnacle versus Inner Circle days? Those halcyon days? Yeah. That's when professional wrestling hit It's peak once again, and the business came back to be the most popular thing in the world. I'm, time, I'm ready for it to go. Cause Pinnacle just look like dorks, don't they, in comparison sometimes. To the yes. cheeky little the cheeky little scamps that are the inner circle who do vandalism and stuff.
1: Well I thought they should never have been a match after the cell of uh, the war games match. Same. Yeah. Never mind.
2: Yeah, but they'll need to do other attitude bits where uh, Sammy Guevara will appear in the mirror but only MGF can see him.
1: <laughs> Jericho will crucify MJF and raise him up. On a symbol. Yeah. And the MJF symbol will... is like a fuzzy album cover.
3: <laughs> MJF will cook all of Jericho's dogs.
2: <laughs> all of them.
3: Oh. Release the hounds. <clears throat> Here you are, Chris. In a lovely sandwich. Oh no! am... oh, oh thank you. I appreciate
2: Hmm. And he goes, Yeah, it needs a little pepper and goes. Doesn't make any sense. He goes, oh, I thought your dog's name was Pepper. He goes, no. He goes, oh, that joke doesn't work. I, I cooked you dogs.
3: <laughs> Did you have a dog called Heinz by any chance?
2: <laughs> yes. Thank you for this bean sandwich you provided. me. What's going me? on,
1: lads? I don't what's a, what's a happening here?
2: I'm trying to think. Like, that. hang on,
3: tomato sauce. I was going for Heinz tomato ketchup. Oh, that is true. But a little bit of garnish, you know, in the sandwich. If I said sandwich?
2: Heinz, and I'd thought the beans because Heinz means beans. I Heinz
3: thought is The beans. only answer in terms of sauce, though. Don't. Oh, give, really? If you give me Hellmann's, right for mayonnaise, I'm on about now. If you give me Hellmann's, I send it back. You know, what? Like, we all hate Hellmann's. Hellman's, Hellman's, Hellman's was. The, the, the dominating force in a Mayo right. Entertainment for 50 years. I don't care. Heinz <gasps> is where you are. It's Heinz or nothing.
1: What, if, oh. what are our feelings on mustard? Hate mustard. Okay. not like, English mustard. Oh. I like... Is English mustard the slightly more sour one where you're like, ooh, ooh? Yeah. I prefer French then, French mustard. Just standard ooh. mustard. On a hot dog or a burger? Oh.
2: Wow. I can't have a hot dog unless it's got mustard on it. Oh, really? mm
1: they love you in Chicago? I don't know they where do. Because right? they're yeah. miserable as well. <laughs>
2: yeah. no, I never thought about that. When it comes to red sauce, I'm like, any sauces, are it? any any brand?
1: Yeah, with ketchup, I'm not...
3: But brown sauce? Don't oh, like it. No, no, like
2: it. no, no, no. Yeah, it has to be Daddy's. If it's not Daddy's, then it ain't brown sauce.
3: That's, that. Is that some sort of euphemism? There for
2: no, it's a slogan, I think. Maybe you'll know what Daddy's is, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah.
1: It's Daddy's, the brand of brown sauce. Yeah. Is brown sauce... Sorry, go on. Is brown sauce just English? Because uh, I can't imagine it being in existence elsewhere. I can't imagine any Americans asking for brown sauce. That's a good point, actually.
2: But I tell you, though, one of my American friends I DM'd me a while ago, and he said, Matthew, I've got a question asking about British cuisine. I went, sure, go ahead. I eat that. And he went, um, mushy peas. You know, oh, yeah? lovely. And they are like, why? I like, what do you mean? He goes, like, well, why is this a thing? Why are the peas all mushed up and liquidy and it looks disgusting? He goes, no, oh, that's lovely. And I went and had a chip butty with mushy peas because they were talking about it just so I could send a photo going, thinking of you. <laughs>
3: and it was lovely. Oh, yeah. You cannot have fish and chips without putting mushy peas on the side as well. It's the glue that, literally the glue that puts the meal together. <laughs> yeah, I tried
2: to take the uh, the
3: bap, open the bap to the show them and it was like, terrible. <laughs>
2: I broke my buddy. That's a picture.
4: Ah.
3: <laughs> uh, that Bad was the, the British cuisine. Peranadez. Oh, is the future. I do Get like Peranadez. Yeah. My goodness, that's lovely on some chippies, I tell thee. What's oh, good?
1: Well, there was a little bit of armachitti in there, but then it
3: veers oh. away. He Chippie, what, what sauce does he deal in? Like mint, mint sauce, mint sauce, yeah. Oh, I
1: love mint no. I, on I, everything. I, Adam's definitely a brown sauce man, I'm sure, I'm sure of it.
3: You know when you're a kid sauce. and you make your mind up that you hate a food and you haven't touched it ever since, brown sauce is one of those foods for me, so maybe I need to in. Yeah. What is the taste? Really? What is Same. the taste of brown sauce? Uh, brown Vin-
1: Vinegar? <laughs> is it vinegary? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not nice, man, it's not nice. Oh. But mint sauce, mint sauce is fantastic.
3: I remember going home a couple of years ago and my brother was there, and we were having bacon sandwiches all around. The bread was on the counter in the kitchen and I whap out the tomato sauce, which is the right answer for a bacon mm-hmm. sandwich. Mm-hmm. And hey, I've never seen a mountain of brown sauce like it in my life and I was disgusted. Never looked never talked to him since. No.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that was
2: Ross's brother. <laughs> Nero defends <laughs> the TNT title against Eolune. The entire Dark Order comes out to support Uno. But Miro wins anyway.
1: Yeah. Miro was, was a glorious bad guy in this one. Crushing oh, the dreams geez. of the Dark Order. Yeah. So that, that I, thought, I liked
3: yeah. it. Sorry, I keep freezing here. I keep thinking people have finished speaking and they obviously haven't. I'm, being a, I'm ruining the podcast. Go, for it. So sorry. Go for No,
2: it. no, that's my job, Ross.
3: I just yeah I thought the promo package and the Evil Uno's promo before the match set things up lovely because a lot of people were obviously saying oh why is Evil Uno getting this shot when he's like not really been yeah wins and losses and all that stuff in AEW but yeah he played the underdog role the valiant Babby face and Miro as Jack said was a glorious bastard and I love the little um, bit where Evil Uno tried to do the discus clothesline but because he's not as big or as strong as Brody Lee was it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but it, the the mate of Mathu did try.
4: That's <laughs>
2: <sighs> I'm still trying to make that a thing. That uh, bites me in the backside and it, it makes me look bad. But yeah, good good on Miro. who Didn't thank Jesus for making him strong and powerful like he did a few weeks ago.
1: No, but who's going to take on Miro? Oh, take on Miro. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. It just popped into my head, I was like... That's good that, yeah, I like that. That is good. Uh, thanks, guys. Oh, by way, like that, the way, see rep in the right
3: on, look on. It's like that bit on the match the other day when um, I was watching BBC News and they were showing the Wales highlights from Baku and the presenter was so proud of himself because he was like, that goal went into the Baku of the net.
4: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> he kept
3: repeating it. And he kept repeating it. And he, Charlie, what's he called? You got Charlie and Naga on like the later weekdays. Right, right, right. Is it Charlie Stath? He kept saying Baku of the net.
1: Why? However, oh, Charlie,
3: be better than that, will you? <laughs> be better. I'm worried that Louise will get replaced by Charlie or O'Naga. It's just not, not going to be the same.
1: No, we if can't. We... We've got to stay on the rest. We've got to. We can't. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's your thoughts
3: on Louise announcing her departure from BBC Breakfast?
1: I don't know. I'm not a big viewer of BBC Breakfast.
4: Oh.
3: Matthew and Tom were devastated. Oh, no, it was just Tom, was it? Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh, was I'm this still, a was I'm this still coming from Chris oh, Evans right. leaving the big breakfast, so... Yeah. Swoosh. Kenny Omega and Don Callis club promo on Jungle Boy. So he comes out to confront them. He attacks Kenny and almost locks in the snare trap, but the books run out to chase him away.
1: What's the uh, snare trap? Because I only read a review and put that in. Because that's SDF. what the review, the review said. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah and this was... Uh, Good. Second best highlight of this was Kenny Omega coming out and going like, "Jungle Boy, you may be a fit and healthy individual. You may uh, look like a male model. You may have lovely hair and luscious lit. But I'm going to beat you. Um, uh, we have the title match, right? And uh, and who can blame Omega? But obviously the highlight was Jungle Boy saying, "Ah, Kenny Omega, you talk too much." And I looked at the camera and went, "That was for you, Matthew. We're very <laughs> sorry for taking your YouTube channel down. Here's a meme to throw you back on our good books." or
3: well, maybe. I it's went, "Thanks, trap. Jungle maybe- Boy," and he
2: went, "No problem." Went, "Can you hear me?" And he went, yeah. "And I took the TV off because I'm scared."
3: Maybe it's another snare trap for you, Matthew. They'll want you to use that in your <sighs> video and then get you,
2: get uh... you good.
3: Literally snare <laughs> trap
2: by the dude who uses the snare. That would be. You know what? I'd be so blown away by the the, the wordplay there. <laughs> then I'll be like, yeah, to Fair Cop.
3: <laughs> this was the start of a, a weird part of Dynamite. Just to, to just to run you through the, the, the notes I've got here, we had this Omega interview promo segment, then a Jade Cargill promo, then a Men of the Air promo, then a little tiny match, another match, a Wingmen promo, a Britt Baker promo. Do you fancy a promo on your AEW by any chance? Yeah, I've, oh, skipped go on, but brown
4: sauce.
1: I've skipped some of them because it was just too much to include every single one, and some of them just weren't. Said you said know, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, this promo for between Kenny and Jungle Boy largely
3: said nothing. It, it didn't really help anybody's cause, did it? We Do saw Kenny I'm... in a nice suit, I guess. That was a, a, a highlight.
1: Do you remember the you know the infamous first ever TNA weekly pay-per-view when it first ever started back in 2002? And the, the road broke in the dark match or the ring broke. And they had to front load the show with all of the non-wrestling segments while they fixed the ring in the background. It was like that a little bit. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if maybe there was a technical issue somewhere.
2: Yeah, and they front loaded it by having everyone come out and go, you know, we got that gauntlet for the gold at the end of the night. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a bit rubbish, that, isn't it? It's so good. <laughs> it just so started good. slagging off the main event. It's awesome.
1: They'd be like, here's Ken Shamrock and here's The Wall. And then who's that in the crowd? It's bloody Razor Ramon. And then they'd all go, you know what? I don't like these guys. But I agree that the gauntlet for the gold sucks. (laughs) It's just like, what? That's your main event?
2: (laughs) Fantastic. So yeah, lots of talking. Lance Archer squashes Chandler Hopkins. Thanks for coming Chandler. Mm. And then Nyla Rose beats Layla Hirsch. She finally interviews Britt Baker backstage who runs down Nyla for ruining her title celebration last week because it's in the AW rulebook that you have to have a match with Nyla after you win the title.
1: Yeah, Yeah. she had to have several, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: I feel bad for Tony Schiavone. He was back to being nice to her and then she she said like, oh, you're right for once there, Tony. Why is she being horrible to Tony once again? But Tony seemed to be having a good time.
2: He's, he loves the abuse.
3: Yeah. <laughs> this is another big pointless part of the show though. Like all these promos that really didn't say anything and then we had Lance Archer doing a squash match. I just guessed it to, to get his win-loss record up a bit. But what was the point in having... I don't know. No. I think
2: because they've realised it's Friday and... Because of the NBA thing, they're not doing great ratings. This, these aren't the most essential AEW Dynamite's ever produced, and that's why we've got a not very essential AEW Dynamite. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's this simmering, slow cooking. Uh, but the main event: Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs took on Highman Page and Ten of the Dark Order. Cage refuses to cheat, so Ricky Stark slaps him across the face, and Cage chases him to the back. Page and Ten get the win and celebrate with the rest of the Dark Order. Yeah, just keeping the angles going until they move to Wednesday and stuff
1: happens, I guess. It's it could be the end of Team Taz though, Team huh. as we know it. Maybe they'll just put Taz on commentary then, which I'd be all for. As someone pointed
2: out, the only person that Cody hasn't got revenge on was Taz, who put him on the Taz mission that one time, and then nothing oh,
4: happened.
2: Oh yeah. Oh god.
1: There's not going to be a <laughs> match between Taz and Cody, no, surely not. But it's it because be Cody off.
2: Yes, because Cody realised there wasn't an 80s angle he could rip off for this, so he moved on. (laughs) NXT takeover in your house. The main, well, secondary, tertiary thing that happened on Sunday right after the England match and, of course, the Cultaholic get-together reunited because it feels so good. Uh, I'll start off by saying there was nothing flat-out bad on this, but it was definitely the most forgettable and missable takeover that's ever been. Not that's ever been. Do you think of one that's been
1: less important? Can't remember it.
3: I thought the final, the final thing we saw in the entire night saved the show in terms of like memorable moments because it was literally this was a very NXT NXT takeover because there was just lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of wrestling moves. Yeah, like done in a very like sort of performing way, not like a. I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette, but like you know what I mean. Like lots of great sequences that were very like. Obviously very intricately put together and stuff like that. Uh, But all credit to Tom Pettengill, who was my MVP of the night. They should rehire Todd. Did I call him Tom there?
1: I think you called him Tom Pettengill. You did like a job.
3: Thanks,
1: Tom. Tim. The
3: (laughs) The only thing more
2: passionate than Don West would be a Todd Pettengill, Tom Campbell merge. Oh, God. MSK and Bronson Reed beat Legado Del Fantasma to retain all their belts and stuff, it says here, in a match with lots of moves (laughs) and lots of sports. I I mean, the highlight was Bronson Reed squishing another dude and the rest of it was just moves.
3: The Shuggy boat. The The what? When they were doing the Shuggy boat and then Bronson Reed did the splash in the middle. That was fantastic. Oh, that that was, yes. fantastic delicious.
1: Bronson Reed's great. I think he's actually, I'm really looking forward to his feuds in the future if they do it right. But I don't want to say that MSK deserve the boos they're getting because they don't, but I kind of see why. They've not been established that well, and they're just champions out of nowhere, so I do get it a little bit.
3: They're very WWE baby babyface as well, like, hee-hee-hee, let's laugh at
1: the heels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's not that funny, lads. Get serious, will you? This, <laughs> this is one of the, the matches where it was just like, it was literally just moves and moves and moves and moves and moves. I thought Phantasmo was like the, the only sort of guy who did anything just, be sort of like entertaining that wasn't wrestling moves. that makes sense? He was like being a, a classic sort of chicken poo heel, which I liked. And then Bronson was just doing big, big things, which was nice as well. But again, it was like a lot of intricate sequ- intricate sequences, which is easy for me to say.
4: Mm.
2: Certainly is. I'm glad you yeah. tried saying it because I couldn't. Uh, Xia Lee beats Mercedes Martinez. And then, all right, seven minute match. I like both people. I thought it was going to be better. Who confronts Mei Ying after the match. Ying throws her off the stage because she is evil. Mwahaha.
1: But when that I was... say throw off the stage, not like not like when Boss Man threw Undertaker off the uh, Boss Man. not like when Big Show threw Undertaker off the stage and he was off forever. Like the little gap the little gap in the stage, she fell a little bit. It looked brutal. She like fell, like fell a little bit, yeah. It did look good.
3: Why well, yeah. she, she sort of failed to put on a a thing around the neck. Oh did she? Yeah. It was oh, a, bit, a bit bit yeah, a bit like, oh, you nearly got it in there. Oh, now you got it there. Oh, um I, I like I like I like the match itself. It was I like the the whole Tian Sha thing. I think it's one of the bits of NXT where they're doing a bit like, ooh, spooky stuff, but it's not like oh, not like oh no. Nah, just this naff spooky stuff. It's quite aesthetically
1: pleasing. It's so different from the main roster spooky stuff. It's actually alright, yeah. All right, yeah.
2: Let's just ruin it next week. It it comes so... out with a big sheet. Like, woo, yeah. I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> LA Knight defeats Cameron Grimes in the ladder match, become the million dollar champion and the best thing on the show, the best thing that was promoted, the best thing on the weekly thing. And uh, one of it the weirdest right. comments... I
1: think it was right that LA Knight won as well. Yeah. You've got I'm to crush... Reflection. I
2: yeah. think
3: it was right as well.
1: You've got to crush Cameron Grimes' dreams a little bit first.
2: Exactly. And what better way to crush his dreams than having the oldest... Holder of the Million Dollar Championship ever. The 38-year-old LA Knight.
1: Wow. wow! You know what I realised during this match?
3: Is that LA Knight is literally Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Everything about the guy is just classic Shooter.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's very good. <laughs> it's a good one.
1: Did you see the actor who plays him? I can't remember his name. Did a response to Adam Sandler online or something. In character of Shooter McGavin. It was so good. Yeah. He's yeah. a lot
3: older than I thought he was going to be. Oh, sure, sure. Oh, shooter, shooter looks no, because no. <laughs> when Hab, was Happy Gilmore like 96, 95 sort of time? He looks oh. relatively, relatively young, but I think he's like fully in his, fully in his seventies now. So he's, he
1: was looking good for his age back then. I tell you, old shooter, it old shooter. Been, it has been nearly twenty years, though. Yeah, shush, shush No, shush, shush, it's been nearly thirty years. Shut oh, yeah, 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 shush. Sorry, K-fabe, Matthew. K-fabe. Sorry. It was only the, it was only the other day. shush. Ninety six, Ross. Well done.
3: Aye. But you, back to the back to the wrestling that we here to speak about. I thought oh, the no. the, uh, the first half of the match was weird because it was like no wrestler was allowed. To take, it was like an episode of the floor is lava, and I've just forgotten that I mm-hmm. didn't send Richard the thing, and I forgot to write down who sent us the thing. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week when it's prepared. Okay. A guy sent us a, a, a cameo from from everyone's favorite TV presenter, the most famous man in the world. Rutledge Wood oh can we and not uh, just do it this week or we'll it gotta we'll be do it let me try and find is it, it? Gonna... let me try and find it it's so good hmm. um... was it not were
1: we saving it for the mailbag
3: segment we're, we'll do it in the mailbag then yes we'll go, oh. you go. a bit of a teaser yes a bit of a teaser yeah
2: well Ross gets that ready we'll talk about NXT yes it was a oh, no, it's very good. That was, was very quick, Ross. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Go ahead, Bell.
3: The start of the match was weird because the, 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 it was like an episode of The Floor is Lava is where I was going with that because no one was allowed in the ring because that's where the lava was. So they were just throwing each other at the outside and trying to throw the ladder at each other and it was a bit of a... I know you try and do different things and stipulations like ladder matches but it was a bit, bit weird for me. A bit too much of that stuff. A bit too much of catchy kissy. You know? <laughs> Maybe.
2: I get you. I think NXT loves doing ladder matches and I'm usually like... I'm tapping out most of them like because there's only so much you can do with them the amount of the times they have them but they did a good job here they did everything that you in a lot of match they got hurt lots they did spots where it's like i'm gonna climb up no you're not i'm gonna push you down ah and i'm gonna land horribly did all the bumps had the storyline behind it a lot more forgiving than it would be usually for a lot of match and then we have something to keep on making you want to watch the weekly nxt so yeah, yeah jobs are good yeah
3: that end spot was brutal as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Poor Cameron.
2: Poor Cameron. Poor Cramming. Good job. He's got the bitcoins. I thought uh, you said Poor Crammington there. Poor Crammington. Poor Crammington. Poor Cramington. <laughs> uh, Raquel Gonzalez beats Ember Moon to retain the NXT Women's title. Are those good? Yeah,
3: it's good. This because was like, just, Raquel yeah. was like, she's unlocked a few new moves. Like, she's unlocked a new move pack on 2K or something because she's whapping hmm. out all kinds of fancy stuff that I've never seen her do before.
1: Yeah. So well done. Dakota Kai's great as well as the interfering sidekick. And then she got... No, she didn't get kicked out. She got beaten up by... Uh, was it by M, uh, Shotzi? Yeah, yeah. Yes. She got beaten up by Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. That's it. Nice.
2: Yeah. And then Karen Cross retains the NXT title despite the best efforts of Gargano, Dunn, O'Reilly and Adam Cole. I think the best highlight here was Pete Dunn's England gear, contrasting uh, beautifully with his tan.
1: So when we got back from our little night out... I was obviously a little bit drunk when I was watching this, so I was thinking, Pete Dunn's gonna win. He's got special pay per view gear and none of the others do. But then, uh, the next day, Owen was like, it was just because he's English. I was like, damn, should have known that. And I sounded like a fool on my review video I did. A fool. Bit uh, alright yeah,
2: though, Rollins had special gear when he beat Cena.
1: I don't know what to think of the match, but I will share. Yeah, that is true. I will share Adam Pacitti's view of this match. Oh no. They'd all do something cool, but then Karrion Cross would come in and do less cool stuff.
3: <laughs> that was it, essentially. I like the start of the match where like, Karrion Cross was taking on everybody because for some reason nobody was taking them seriously in the build-up of the match, even though he's beaten everybody's face so far. That made, made no sense to me, but yeah, yeah it was literally like Karrion Cross does not as cool things as the other cool little lads because it's NXT and we do lots of cool flippy moves and that. What not? It feels weird saying this after we reviewed AEW, because AEW do the same sometimes as well. Yeah. But it was laid on thick in this pay-per-view, I thought. Like, in a, a lot of the matches, it was all sequences and whatnot, instead of just, like, it was a bit of variety, a bit of spas of life. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I like Karen Cross when he has these single matches, and he's different. He's a, to quote a Ross person that we know, a palate cleanser for NXT, because you need variety. So to shove him in with the other lads on the roster who have very similar hard-hitting submission, oh, my God, he kicked out five times in a row uh, type matches, It's it doesn't make Karen Cross stand out. It made him look like poo. Mm. And so I don't know what the build-up was this, but this was just matches and moves and moves and stuff and a bunch of kickouts. Not my thing. I'm very numb to this. But who cares? After the main event, a mm. tearful Willie oh, Regal. Bro. Says there has been too much chaos in NXT recently, and perhaps it's time for a change.
3: It must be well, because William Regal. Well, we know now, but like he must have been considering going to Hollywood and being a full-time big, <laughs> big actor because that was sensational. That the te- the real <laughs> tears on his eyes and just the genuine emotion of the guy.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he watched Karen Cross and got I've got to have got to leave. I don't before think they Karen blame Cross- me about him.
3: The one thing I took away from the end of that main event and just how everybody because you can't sit back and go oh well the length of the show meant the crowd was burned out because it was two hours twenty minutes I think all in so the crowd can't have been that burned out in comparison to what we've been through before I don't think Karrion Cross will be champion for that much longer because nobody cares did they? They were just who's, sat on their hands when when he won at the end. Who's beating Karrion Cross? Andrew Hodgkinson. Yeah, yeah, oh. he's Cross, he's carrying Cross, Cross, Cross. I don't know. Zoe Stark, she yeah, she does well. Yeah. Who else is there? O'Reilly, maybe. He's going after Kushida now, isn't he? Mm. I thought that was just a one-off. Is it? Maybe. Oh. Pete Dunne, he gets
1: slightly more tan, so he looks like a uncooked hot dog, and then he's ready. <laughs> I think Dunne will beat whoever beats Karrion Cross. But I don't know, though. I don't know. Keith Lee. We'll have to see on the next episode. Oh, Keith Lee. Who? Yeah. Don't you forget about Keith. Was it you saying, Ross, the other day that you'll be... I hope he's all right as well. It's weird, isn't it? How there's not really
3: any news about why he's missing, so I hope it's not like a, a serious reason.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: So
2: on Monday Night Raw, we get a cold open from the playground as
3: Alexa Bliss welcomes us to Raw. Why is Alexa Bliss welcoming us to Raw? (laughs) We wouldn't be tuning in in 1998 and Undertaker opens the show going, hey guys, welcome to Monday Night Raw. You
2: know Thank I would have loved that. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. The Lord of Darkness welcomes you to a brand new exciting Monday Night roll
1: In association with Slim Jim.
2: Snap into a Slim Jim. Also, Grand Theft Auto 2 for the PlayStation. Yeah.
1: I'm never doing an Undertaker impression around Matthew again, because I just can't get my voice that low, and you've shown me up there, Matthew. You've got oh, sorry, a, but You've, that's got, quite, you've got quite a deep voice, and I've just yeah. been absolutely void
2: there, I'm so, so. I, I've I'll buoyed you yes yeah you do take care <laughs> all elite scooby doo <laughs> <laughs> so cold open Alexa Bliss welcomes us to Raw reveals that W received a lot of strongly worded complaints about what Lily did last week <laughs> 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 boy she wasn't lying and she reveals that she's put the puppet in timeout which is exactly what I've done with uh, Puppet Jack there is just chilling nice um, Naya Jack shows up and says that Shayna will see Bliss at hell in her cell. She wonders what happened to Bliss, who says they were never friends. Naya challenges Bliss to a match tonight, a joy of joys.
3: Naya got offended, it looked like, when Alexa said we'd never been friends. Even though, you know, the, I think the most recent thing they did together was the whole WrestleMania 34 where, where Bliss, I'm going to say Bliss now because my device is in the next room and I forgot to mute hmm. the microphone. Um, Bliss was bullying Naya and then Naya overcame the bully and then, but Alexa took the title in the end because, of course, the bully always wins. That's the moral of the story in the wrestling. Um, so to, for hmm. Naya to go like, oh, we were friends. I was like, how oh, am Naya? Don't forget <laughs> about that. Slapper. Killer. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Weird opening yeah. to the show. Yeah. Why Alexa Bliss of all people going, hello and welcome to Monday Night Raw? <laughs> Any other character will do. Any other one. Anyone. Literally anybody. Have the Vikings out there. <laughs> get, the, get the turkey legs out. It's Monday Night Raw time. Yeah. Come on. What I like
2: there? it, though, because it's like, yeah, sorry about all the complaints about how bad the last one. was. That's not going to happen this week. Please stay tuned.
3: Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Stagger I guess I, guess I understand, because obviously something bad... Happened to Shayna, but to not follow up on that at all after it was like the main thing on Raw last week was very weird. She's again,
1: probably hiding,
3: yeah, as we learned last week. Hiding,
1: sorry, sorry, it was bison, yeah. From it was. Street He's probably hiding, sorry,
2: hiding worker ants scurrying around. <laughs> so, no, it's so, the weekly street right street fighter reference bit of the week,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> Charlotte Flair takes on that sassy Southern bell with the underbeat <laughs> street currently, Nikki no, Cross.
1: No, right, I not need to say. Because Nicky made the first entrance of the night and then we had like a promo bit with Charlotte backstage, which went on for quite a while. Then we went back to Nicky in the ring and then we went to commercial. Then we came back and Nicky was still in the ring going, yeah, yeah. And that meant that we got to hear about 10 minutes of Nicky's sassy Southern theme song. I couldn't believe how long this went on for. And she just had to stand there in the ring going like, I felt so sorry for her.
2: Maybe that was the idea. She was hoping that Nikki would just run out of energy and just fall asleep and then Charlotte <laughs> just pin her like <laughs> that. Like when,
1: like when you play with a dog. <laughs> yeah. And then it just, at the end of the day, it's just it's done. Yeah.
2: Rhea watches from ringside and distract. And as soon as you see someone at ringside now commentating or making an appearance, you're like, oh, I wonder if they'll get involved. Rhea mm. Ripley watches from ringside and distracts Charlotte enough that she loses by count now. But not really, like, to attack or really distract her. Charlotte Flair was just a numpty Sean she was, was just stuck. a doylem and she's like, was
4: stuck
2: yeah, she's too busy expositioning. This
4: she was Sunday, stuck in, the animation. At Hell in the
2: Cell. Yes. Sorry, come on, talking over you, Jack. I'm being horrible here. Jack, say something.
1: No, don't worry. She was stuck in her animation. Matthew, continue. Thank you, Jack. I was and, convinced
3: uh, that uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross is the leading heel in the wrestling business, the way she's being booked at the <laughs> she's uh, uh, The commentators keep going on. Who's got more momentum in the World Wrestling Federation than Nikki Cross today? after two beat-the-clock victories where she didn't win and a victory last week on Raw where she nicked one after Rhea and Charlotte beat each other up. She's been boot-like the best heel in the business.
1: Uh, she's, I don't like is... Nikki
3: Cross's character at the minute. It's, it's weird.
1: Why did they take away the thing that made her unique, which was how crazy and wild she was, and just made her a nice person? Oh, they minute <sighs> stupid. Yeah, man. They do went from they crazy do. to
2: stupid, and there's a fine line. They <laughs> crossed it. They've Nicky crossed it.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then Charlotte attacks Nicky in anger, of course, but Rhea blindsides her with the riptide and walks off laughing because all women must be laughing in the WWE. <laughs>
3: Kofi, come Kingston. Ha, ha,
1: ha,
3: come. Ha, <laughs> ha, That was a good slip of the tongue, though. I think
1: that... Uh, yes. Was that the, the new lad?
3: Uh, Billy... Bob. Billy
1: fight. Billy Fights. Billy Fighter, he. Uh, I
2: don't know his name unless I Google. That. No, I yeah. know. I, Billy
1: Fighter. I feel really bad. He <laughs> does sound like
3: Joe Rogan, though, to me. When you just like listen to his voice, it sounds like Rogan on the on the on the wrestling.
1: I think I think Bill at one point called Charlotte Charlotte Queen because it was during her entrance where the announcer goes like, "From the Queen City," and he was like, "Yeah, nobody here is as dominant as Charlotte Queen." And I was like, "Oh, just get someone who knows wrestling, man." oh I thought that was like a
2: deliberate thing like Charlotte Queen to her friend that's
3: the pro-evo equivalent of Charlotte
1: Flair (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) like Merseyside Blue yeah
2: Yeah. oh the old F1 games they just replaced the letters so you could be Heyman Dill
1: (laughs) (laughs) there was was an old do you remember International Superstar Soccer there was like the old the names down the side of like the players they couldn't get licensed it's like that as well that was the old pro-evo Wow! Yes. yes, of course. How are people England used to book days off work. Nigeria?
2: What? Sorry. So people, are you people used to book time off work so they could uh, sit and play Pro Evo and just <laughs> spend the entire morning changing the names?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, good times. And yeah, that's what happened. Jeff Hardy loses to John Morrison in a short match. Cedric Alexander cuts oh, a promo on wow. Jeff afterwards, saying he used to idolise him. But now he realises he's a false way That's MGF promo. And he's going to beat him and put him in retirement home. And uh, Jeff says he'll retire if Cedric can beat him in a match right now. And
3: Jeff wins. <laughs> I don't he know if it's go. going you to lead to something. Still, uh, Jeff Hardy said he would retire from <laughs> professional wrestling if Cedric Alexander beat him in that match. Yeah. The shortest build-up to a retirement match in the history of wrestling, for sure. It was like a minute, was it? Something like that? Yeah. But Almost think- as long as the match. I think we need to speak about that Jeff Hardy promo. He cut backstage with his eyes closed. Oh, what? With Riddle. I know. There's like he's the charismatic enigma. and He's out there and whatnot, and that makes that's what makes him special. But like that was weird. That was like, how are Jeff? Do you sit down a glass of water, son? Are you okay. <laughs> it's so, like, what was he on about? Like, oh, charismatic energy, and oh, I will wasn't, use your partner to blah, blah blah blah.
1: He wasn't delivering it like you. Like normal it wasn't the same as his promo where he charged Cedric later on. It oh. was like weird, it was like a bad voice acting in a computer game sort of thing, like and then he, was he' some
3: sort of zombie with Batista
1: and then he opened his eyes, and then the joke was the riddles like you've got a four eyes were bro
2: <sighs> that Jeff Hardy does do promos like this sometimes because he's always been weird, he's always pronounced or emphasise the wrong word in a sentence. So Ooh. I don't think this is like him being overly weird. This is just Jeff. Like, at hell in a cell, I'll take <laughs> you on. He yeah, always gets it wrong every time, but that's just part of the, the Jeff Hardy charm. Jeff's, he's the, the, charismatic Jeff's
1: the Carolina setting on the word, on the computer reading out the thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will retire if you beat me tonight, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I don't know what they doing with Cedric, but it's not much. No. Then Eva Marie is set to finally have her first match back against Naomi, but is instead replaced by the debuting Unknown from Unknownsville, Unknownland, because none of the commentators knew who the hell she is. It's Piper Niven from the NXT UK. Uh, Eva just stands on the outside as Piper squishes Naomi, then announces herself as the winner, and uh, yeah, okay. The first thing of what's gonna look like a long term thing. It's just weird to see the commentary team like not giving NXT UK or Piper Niven any props props whatsoever for
3: a background. Yeah. Or decision. It but right hey, it. Piper Niven I do you want to know what the YouTube video is called for this matchup.
1: Oh, what's
3: it called? Eva Marie's Mystery Friend versus Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> that mystery is the friend. title of the, the YouTube video. We and me and Jack were saying earlier this week, what is the point in NXT UK? Which is a question that a lot of wrestling fans... Yeah, I was going to say, themselves. a lot of people. But now, especially know. that we've seen one of them graduate to the main roster, what is the point in NXT UK if it's an unknown person at the commentary team who work for the same company who put on NXT UK haven't got a Scooby-Doo who she is? Yeah. Especially when it's Piper Niven who has travelled... We, well, we were saying this, we've travelled the world and done everything you can do in professional wrestling over a very long time. And now she's some ditzy, naive psychic who... It's not going to end well. I know we're we're, we're guilty of doing that wrestling fan thing where we're not letting things play out. But you can see the way that she was acting around Eve Marie and how Eve Marie was sort of dismissing her. It's going to end one way, and it's just the same old bollocks from WWE. It's it's um yeah, it is what it is. Maybe at least, at least she's on Raw and she she decimated Naomi, which is a good thing. That happened.
1: Maybe she'll end of feuding with Eva ah, you're right though I was about to say maybe the, when when eventually she gets sick of Eva Marie dismissing her she'll turn on her and they'll have a match and she'll beat her but now I'm thinking actually what we'll do is she'll turn on her and then Eva will still win because Vince so yeah fancies her Fan, fancies her yeah which I think Vin, I reckon Vince thinks he's being proper exotic there because Vince usually fancies blonde women but she's not blonde he probably thinks like I'm really branching out wow God, well, thank you
2: for that, Jack. That's yeah, right. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are having a photo shoot next to the training ring. Oh, this shot. was
1: no, this was mint. This is oh,
3: This was so. What are you on about? Can you keep the noise down while we take pictures? <laughs> next to the ring, <laughs> that you can see because it's behind the camera.
1: Oh yeah, they didn't. E- I never even thought of that. Yeah, they didn't even need silence in the room. No, they didn't. What?
3: Yeah, it's got, it's going to concentrate really hard to, to take a pose, I guess.
2: Yeah. Apparently uh, so. They confront the chumps who imply they're all looks and no talent. Mandy and Dana charge the ring and they have a brawl. I can't work out who was supposed to cheer for it, says yeah, Yeah. I
1: can't. I don't get this. So who, I laughed at him. So who is the good guy here? Because so you've got the Mandy and Dana. They're being accused of being all talent. All looks and no talent. But then they prove that they're up for a fight because when Natalia goes, come on then, they do. And they get in the ring and they have a brawl. But then, on Natalia and Samina, they were the good guys when they took the belt off Shana and Nia, surely. So I can't work out who's... And also, aren't they implied to be the good ones because they're concentrating on wrestling rather than vanity and, and all that? I can't work out what's going on here.
2: I know who the bad people are. Brooke and Rose are because they said to... Natty and Snooker you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for your surnames and we know that in WWE um, saying things like that is a bad thing
1: but sometimes no matter being how true it is sometimes being a second generation, second generation talent is a heel thing only like, in
3: 2009 not like now, legacy yeah. okay right fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. 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 now it's a good thing because you know we, we can't build stars today unless the name is Roman Reigns you have to remember the past and of course Tamina was there which means we cheer Tamina all the best, Tamina. No one meaner than Tamina, right? True. Very true. I don't know what Mandy and Dana are stepping to Tamina for, but there's only one thing coming their way, and that is an ass whooping. This <laughs> Sunday. I didn't this mean, to, say that. I, I didn't mean so. to be so severe with my language there, but you know.
2: <laughs> Good times. Drew McIntyre cuts a backstage promo where he calls oh Lashley. Oh, my God. <laughs> trashley. And tells us all about William Wallace, or Big Willie as he calls him. He makes a lot of phallic puns. And it would have been great after bringing up William Wallace, Lashy showed up and goes, yeah, he will end up like William Wallace. Hang drawn and quartered at down <laughs> the cell. <laughs> and then Drew would go, hang on, only I'm allowed to read the Wikipedia entry for Scotland. Take that back. I <laughs> That's was
1: watching it. That That's promo. exactly it. Sorry, Vince has discovered the Wikipedia entry for Scotland. You're right. Sorry, Ross, go on.
3: No, I was just watching that promo, just the repeated nature of Big Willie. I was thinking, put myself into the shoes of a 13-year-old watching Raw, right? You think you would talk about Will Smith, wouldn't you? <laughs> a thirteen-year-old. I don't know. Do kids
2: think about Willie Smith? Willie
3: Smith. Well, Will know, Smith? Will Smith? No, Will Smith. is in the. He was in Aladdin recently.
1: Yeah, he was. Was he that, was that recently? Movie. I
3: hope so. Someone's going to say it was like five years yeah. ago.
1: No, I yeah. think that was pretty recent. No, I mean, I'd he say is still that was big. Years. Yeah, he's yeah. still
2: big. It's just but like the icon that he was in the nineties.
1: Oh, yeah. I heard a rumor about Will Smith once. There's a Go scene on. in iRobot where he's in the shower facing away from the camera, and I heard that he had to tape his willy to his leg because it was too big and it would have been in view of the camera. (laughs) Wow. I know, I know. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Jack. I don't know, it just really stuck with me, that rumour. Stuck to him as well.
2: (laughs) Randy Orton and Riddle beat the New Day and probably the best in-ring thing on Raw. Um, The match is good. I mean, as much as Riddle's awful outside the ring. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha make your own jokes um, the obviously delivers in the ring but it's not as good as MVP still trying to recruit Kofi Kingston going just saying yeah Xavier yeah. Woods yeah. taking the pinfall that's there pal I mean he's wasting wouldn't be his happening time. if you were with us he's, <sighs> he's wasting his time saying. he's wasting his time no I I'd, I'd, I'd think this... no, the
3: bond the bond between Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston is way stronger than any business especially the Hurt business he's wasting his time is MVP. I think he.
2: the fact that they did the lingering Emmerdale shot, like, I think there is something there. Kofi, maybe just a bit, or maybe he'll join and be like, come on, come on, Xavier. And he's like, no. He's like, no, come on, it'll be fun. well title MV- Kofi again.
3: MVP no. in the role of Zach Dingle, trying to recruit Kofi Kingston to <laughs> the Dingles.
2: Oh, flat cap, Xavier. Bobby is
3: Shadrach. Was that a dingle? I didn't watch Emmerdale yeah. too much when I was a kid. Sh-
2: Shadrach, someone brought him up a while ago. Shadrach somehow got mentioned. So I remember checking what happened with him, the fate of his character. The actor requested some time off from Emmerdale. He's like, oh, I need to do something. Oh, well, I'm a bit tired, to be honest with you. And they went, all right. So they killed him off. Went, Whoa, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> bit harsh. I-, I could see Big E being butch. Up with his...
3: What else you got? You got that the younger fellow oh. with the brown hair. I forgot what his name is. Marvin. Oh yeah. Is um, it Marvin? Yeah. Came... that could be one of the ladies that they hang around with. You can play Marvin Dingle. Sam Dingle. who was Sam... ripped. Which I wasn't he was aware a bit stupid of. Stupid though, wasn't he? Was he a bit stupid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Borm a character
2: almost... of a bit of slow witted person. Um, and then he like I know someone who like lives in the area and Sammy's always jogging. He's it's like. Look at pictures of Sam Dingle. I was like, wait, wait, what? The, the Forrest Gump dude is like shredded? Wait, what? That's never been a thing on the show. <laughs> anyway, the Dingles. Yeah, sorry. Uh, God. Rhea Ripley beats Asuka, but is attacked by a short flare immediately afterwards. They have a pull-apart brawl, which leaves Charlotte with a bloody nose.
1: Ooh, no. Charlotte just really trying to get herself over in that brawl. She's one of them. The there's, often a, there's often a wrestler who comes along who you can tell legitimately doesn't like being made to look weak doesn't like being vulnerable at all. And I feel like Charlotte might be one of those people. She can't ever be the loser, which is a weird thing to say because Charlotte, when she loses, it's very effective. Like, you know, but I just feel like sometimes, I feel like she actually gets annoyed. That's just speculation though, I don't know. Could just why be the way she's Why written. don't
3: you like Charlotte
1: Flair, Jack? Come on. Because she, she was rude you? to me once, right? right. Oh, she was rude that's to me. right. I
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah, that's right. But Andrade, though, absolutely lovely. A lovely man. So um, it was a mixed experience, but it was fine. Isn't it weird
3: how Asuka and Rhea Ripley, two very good professional wrestlers, don't work together in the wrestling very well? Oh, I think thought so? it was all right. Oh, it's a bit like, bit like you know, not as fluid as it maybe could be, I think. It's been a bit like, bit jolty. I feel, I okay. feel like I'm, I might be a bit, being a bit too harsh after reading the room here. No, I, feel I, feel like I watched the match... WrestleMania and all the matches had a Raw, there's always been like a bit where
1: it's like, Oh, what do we do next mm. Mm. I feel like eh. they're both good enough. Like they might not have like chemistry, but they're both good enough that it it becomes alright. But you're right, there are miscommunications here and there. But I think generally it was the I was enjoyed the good,
3: match. Though. Yeah. The the riptide out of nowhere, so to speak, was good. And Charlotte right. oh, Charlotte's drip was good. That's what the kids call it these days, because everyone's got to be some sort of... We've got Johnny Drip Drip, we've got the Drip God, Seth Rollins on SmackDown, and now Charlotte a Drip as well.
2: Occasionally. And we're and we, us three are drips, just yeah. talking about it. I think you that's should, how that works.
1: Occasionally, right? Go on. I feel like... You know when you learn that Quentin Tarantino's got a foot fetish and then you keep seeing feet in every film you watch with Quentin Tarantino, you're like, oh, right. Has Vince? Because... Charlotte again took her shoes off when she did the running. I don't know if it's just because she didn't want to wear heels when she was beating someone up, which makes sense. But this has happened. This happens like not regularly enough for it to be a thing, but enough to make you go, "That's another beat down where." The blonde lady is taking her shoes off. Lana used to do it.
3: Jack, you're speaking like someone who has never put a pair of stilettos on. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> you're. Have you tried? Have you tried to fight in a pair of stilettos before? Because I'll tell you, it's, a, it's Well, a, then it's don't a run struggle. in. Don't run in, in heels. But you got to. You got to look. You got to look. Yeah. Okay. Good. Sassy, haven't you? Yeah. Exactly. Just yeah. Yeah. Women must be wearing
2: heels, even getting ready for wrestling. Bless them. That but there was that amazing a moment when Charlotte Flair ran in and to do a run-in and gave it, She ran down the uh, SmackDown ramp and gave a big boot. I was like, she did that in heels. And then she did that once. It was like, right, never again. What was you saying, Ross?
3: I was just going to say, that was the thing with Zelina, Zelina Vega back in the day when she used to be on Raw and SmackDown and one. You could always tell when she was going to get physically involved and do a hurricane run off the apron because she would wear flats. No. And at the other times she would wear the most ridiculous heels you've ever seen in your life. No. So I like Charlotte's consistency, but I fully understand why. She has to take off the heels because it's a very difficult skill to fight in heels.
1: I had a very awkward, uh, small talk sort of backstage conversation with Paige at WCPW. I mean, she wasn't part of. We didn't book her. She just actually <laughs> up. showed up. Yeah, I'm still on so, the contract at WWE. Yeah, don't don't I I don't. I mean, it was weird, wasn't it? I I don't know what else to say. A crazy period. Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> but But. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, me and her were just like in the same, like some. there was like a group of people in the room and then everyone left apart from me and her. And I was like, oh, I've got to, no, nah, I can't, can't just sit in silence now. So I was like, oh, you're all right and all that. And then she was asking what I was doing or something. I was like, I'm about to, I've got to, because I had a run in later on. And I was like, I'm a bit nervous about the ramp. I <laughs> don't, don't want to fall, Paige. And she was like, yeah, well, we have to do it in heels. And I was like, huh? And then there was just silence, and I was like, ah, oh, why can't I talk to
3: people? It was awful. I thought you were going to say there, you asked Paige straight up, well, where'd you get those shoes? They're quite nice.
1: They? <laughs> that would have been brilliant. I wish I'd done that.
3: Never mind. Just
2: You're awkward to you go, those are nice shoes. Can you w- walk on my face? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't think that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I'm a Tony Atlas type. This is my new gimmick. All right, Jack, yeah, cool. Uh Yeah. I think taking the high heels off is the same of like Hogan ripping a shirt. It's like, oh, stuff's happening.
3: Heels mm. are off, lads. It's like when the, the heel in the suit always has to take the, the shirt off. It's, it's constricting, restricting. Okay. Both, yeah,
1: constricting and restricting. Triple H is great at that. The, 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 unru- the up- uprolling of the sleeves. Well, let me tell you why you gotta pop by the sailor, man. Didn't Kurt Angle once straps down then he re-strapped so that he could again pull the straps yes. down again. Yes, More. he did. Yeah. It's Shawn Michaels match, wasn't it, WrestleMania? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's how serious I am. Right, straps back up. Straps are down. There's one. You know that horrible feud with Booker T where he wants to sleep with his wife. There's a there's a bit where he's having a match with Booker T and Booker like passes out from a sleeper or something. Angle st- pulls the straps down. To go backstage and chase his wife? He pulls the straps out to do that. It's so... Oh, my God. It's so bad. Anyway. Yeah. Well, strap
2: in for the rest of Raw. Mm. Bliss faces Naya and is about to win. But Wreck its right. Reginald runs in for the DQ. Bliss glares at Reggie and walks off. Mm. And this is a relatively normal match. No fire, no puppets, no voodoo, no nothing. So why I you, I why think didn't this,
1: she use them? what's up? Why didn't she use them? She would have won.
2: I think again putting two and two together there because of the cold open where they go. Sorry about last <laughs> week. <laughs> it was rubbish, wasn't it? And this was a like no no we'll, we'll we'll come back a bit there. So
3: I think they were trying to work out how they're going to do Alexa Bliss when they got live crowds back, and this is what it's going to be like. This was like a trial run, I think, for normal live crowd Alexa Bliss. I like this Alexa Bliss a lot more than the the weird. Because they would always pre-record the matches, wouldn't they? So she could like change into different costumes and whatnot and do weird things. But I ah, like she was just like a bit more dark and a bit more gnarly and very Bray Wyatt like when she was moving like a snake. Yeah.
2: yeah, she was she was Bo Dallas like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I put up the very end bit though where Reginald interfered and then went, oh, and then it looked like Bliss was hypnotizing him. But I'm not sure. I'll just wait to see if that was not the YouTube up. clip. Funnily
1: enough, oh so wow, to, yeah, they cut yeah, out so... the best
2: bit. Oh yeah. no, I'll have to buy the network to see
1: what happens with puppet Reggie. <laughs> why is Reginald like? Eh, why? Why? Why is joke, Reginald yeah. like? I like him. It's not his fault. He's entertaining in his own way. But why does he keep getting taken in by people on the roster, and then continues to be a part of the show? Because he's so damn sexy.
3: That's why, basically. Is that why? Okay. He's so damn sexy. He must be, because all of the women want a slice of Reggie. All yeah. of them do. Anybody do. who remotely comes close to making contact with Reggie wants him to be a part of their ensemble. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah,
2: because Reggie is a, <laughs> Reggie is is a leggy. leggy.
1: Reggie is a leggy.
2: Reggie is a leggy. That'd be all the chanting.
1: I'd love to uh,
3: rebook Reggie. Just just start a don't game re-book with Reggie. do
2: it,
1: Reggie.
3: Yeah, because he's fantastic in the ring, isn't he? Why he's is he different. a weird little Frenchman?
1: <laughs> well, he is French, I think. I don't think that's...
3: <laughs> no, he's from America, I think. Oh, I think is be, he? Yeah, I think i seems seen to be with him. I, I, I hope I'm right there, where he, he has, <laughs> has an American accent. Um, so, yeah, he's a weird little Frenchman at the minute. So... I hope he is French now.
1: Reginald.
3: Yeah,
4: Reginald check.
1: Thomas. No. Yeah. No. No, he doesn't have a French name. Never mind. What's his real name? He's from, oh, he's from a place called St. Louis. Sorry, St. Louis, Missouri.
4: (laughs) St. Louis.
2: (laughs) He's from Missouri. He is, he's Uh, from Missouri. Je habite uh, Missouri. Yeah. Jackson Riker dominates it. who cares Drew faces AJ Styles no no but... no don't, oh sorry do I have to you actually do talk about think this, seriously? Oh, the series oh I'm sorry I'm Jackson Riker dominates a match against Elias but Elias the baddie takes the count out loss again
1: now we can move on because there's to nothing to say Drew versus
3: AJ yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Why? Sorry, why, why is it oh, I feel so sorry for Elias because he's very talented isn't he like, he's a very likeable or hateable wrestler depending mm. on how you want to book him but when it comes to the wrestling He's terribly, isn't he? Like he he's a ter- in kayfabe terms, in storyline terms, he's a terrible professional wrestler. He's he? rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Do you remember,
1: Imagine, he, he, he uh, took Seth Rollins to the limit once. Oh, no, did, yeah. Look, look at Elias,
3: right? Look at him, right? Oh. He must be six foot two or three, built like a brick proverbial. Yet he's a, the biggest, and I, I'm going to turn Scottish here on this day of all days. Oh, yes. He's the biggest fanny in professional <gasps> wrestling. Funny. <laughs>
4: funny, funny, funny. <laughs> Someone's going to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just reminded me of a bit of Phoenix Nights, where Max and Patty are on the door, and it's a student night, and it's the Funny Farm. And the Southern students come up and go, like, Is this the Fanny Farm? And he's like, Fanny Farm? You don't want to be an here, love. <laughs> i tell you what, Jack, I was speaking to Jack
3: Atkins earlier this week, and he goes, Carrying Cross in his suit on NXT this week. It's just Max from Max and Paddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot see it anymore. And I'm sorry to everybody watching oh. who knows of Max and Paddy, because now when you see Carrying Cross in a suit, it's Max from Max and Paddy. <laughs>
1: Did you beat it? Did getting... you beat that Adam Cole? Oh aye. Oh aye. <laughs> Quick scissor kick to Temple. Oh Yeah,
2: yeah and he's is pushed to nowhere. <laughs> 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 That's funny because he sucks. True uh, faces AJ Styles and Lashley gets involved with the DQ, so turned to a six-band tag. Just the raw special here, really. Drew and the Viking Raiders versus AJ Omos and Lashley. Drew picks up the win with the Claymore, pinning Lashley oh, ahead Lashley. of their match at hell. In a cell, so last Sunday, winning, probably now, yeah, in a, yeah. yeah, this hell in a cell. The Sunday, now with 33% less saturated cell because put the match on SmackDown,
1: yes, yeah. Is there no. a third cell match? No, just two. There well, can't the, just well, be one, one hell in a man. cell match in yeah. hell in a cell. No, I'm
3: all right with that. Good. No, I think that Dom's, Dom's going in there if he whether he wants to or not,
1: oh, against Roman, right? Yeah, that's what I think yeah. will happen to like get yeeted.
3: It's Coley going to be fruit. fantastic, isn't it? Because as we were saying, it's like one of the final chances they've got to do something big and stupid that they, co- like they can't do when there's a, a live crowd there. So let's, let's just throw Dom like a, like a dart straight off the side oh. of the cell. No, no, Lovely go, crash pad down below. Make it like he's died, but he hasn't. He's
2: go, go even more nuts. Like, throw him off and then cut it away and he lands on his feet. It's like, aha!
3: <laughs>
2: Roman,
4: what?
3: Yeah. Who was it in NXT who did that? Who did the flip over the top? Robert Ricochet. Robinson. Yeah. Didn't, oh hurt, hurt Dexter himself. Loomis. Dexter Loomis. Dex, oh, Dexter he Loomis did, did that. that. Horrible cut. <laughs> oh yeah, but he had to because
2: he you know injured himself. And I'm like, why would you cut that? It's like, oh, because he hurt himself. Because yeah. people that size shouldn't be doing that.
3: Yeah. Dom can though, and Dom will. It's gotta happen now, surely.
1: I'm imagining he land he lands like the baseball episode of The Simpsons where Daryl Strawberry flies to catch. And then he just lands like a, like a bird. I want Dominic yeah. to just land so gently on the floor. Just,
2: oh. I pressed R1 at the right time. You know, he's, he's fine. Yeah, And it, Roman like, reacts like rubbing his eyes. and <laughs> He's drinking alcohol on top of the cell and uh, gets rid of it. All the classic reaction shots. Shut up, Matthew. Talk about NXT. William Regal opens the show and gives her a timer speech, but he's interrupted by uh, Max and or Paddy. He wants Regal to leave and never come back. You bastard. Suddenly, here comes Samoa Joe. What? Samoa Joe? <coughs> Regal offers Joe the GM position, but Joe refuses, saying Regal should keep his job. He's a good lad. Uh, Joe instead suggests he works in enforce a role. Regal agrees. It says, but you can't get physically involved. You can't have any matches. Crowd boos, and then Regal goes, Ugh. Unless provoked. Crowd, And carrying cross like, I'll be leaving then.
1: Yeah, the so, well well bad, bad weeks, champion.
4: Yeah. yeah,
2: cross sucks. His this gimmick
1: is he re- sucks. Yeah, I saw quite a few tweets suggesting this amidst all the like relief, understandably, that Joe's back. But I saw some people saying, and I agree with it. This was a bad idea executed very, very well. So the the idea was executed well because it's Joe. Everyone loves him. The promos were great. They're going to be great in the future. But the idea is bad. Because it's making an authority figure, it's kind of giving him license to make the wrestlers look weak compared to him. But it's
3: Samoa Joe though, isn't it? And he's bigger and stronger and he's Samoa Joe. Hmm. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But to bring, to look at the semantics of the situation here. (laughs) William Regal said that Joe can't be a competitor. Yeah. Did. That, that, to me, says Joe's not going to have a, a proper like wrestling match because after that opening segment, I'll be honest with you, I just want to see Samojo versus Karrion Cross for the title yeah. with Samojo winning. After that opening segment, that's what I want to see. But, yeah, Regal's saying he can't be a competitor. It looks like he's just going to be like Regal's muscle. I'll beat you up because you, you didn't respect me Dar William. <laughs> Maybe he's done. Yeah. That's the thing we were saying this week, when we, we don't know the, the reasons why he got released in the first place, it could have been like he was literally on a, a, a hefty talent contract which he obviously can't do anymore because of injuries and whatnot, because it was that that thing that, was it the concussion or his neck or something like a year or two ago with a TV advert? Yeah, he got
2: two concussions in the space of like two or three weeks? Yeah, oh, so, oh, so maybe
3: he literally can't do the wrestling but was still on the wrestler contract so they released him from the contract and then brought him back under a non-wrestling contract. This is just ah. spitballing nonsense off the top of my head. But I just thought it was interesting how he said you can't be a competitor, but you can get physical if you're provoked. Yeah,
2: maybe. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get segments where backstage there's like Cole and O'Reilly and Joe walks past and Cole does an impression of O'Reilly. Joe spells! Sure. What? Who said
3: that? <laughs> puts him up. It looked that way because he, he got a bit physical later on, didn't he? Just... Taking Ne Ne from Adam Cole, it was lovely to see. It All I can think did. of
1: here is the Olivia Newton John song because we're saying the word "physical" a lot. Hmm. Um, so I want that to be his version of New Jack's um <laughs> Ball <Afterboard> Killers." <laughs> just as he's been physical, yeah. yeah. Samoa Joe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Actually, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Breesangle beat Imperium via roll-up. Uh oh. So Imperium beat them down afterwards and draped an Imperium flag over Breeze.
1: You can't be draping a flag over another man's body. Uh, as we've learned from
2: Cody Rhodes. Cody snapping pencils backstage. <laughs> and he, puts, he doesn't realise he has to pay for them afterwards, so he puts them back in the tub afterwards. Do it. And it would be a shame if there was somebody in Imperium who was big and strong and terrifying, was watching this going, I'm not liking this. Do, do uh, I not I... like that? And uh, it would show it up maybe in a few weeks' time
1: but he's allergic to the Atlantic Ocean, so he can't. If he crosses it, he'll melt. He, he, he stay there for a bit, but he has to leave. So. Yeah. Uh, Is
3: this something that you used to do in, back in the old dub X dub days, Matthew? You'll know better than anything. No,
2: um, ring camp would rarely lose. Uh, they look dominant because... <laughs> no, I mean the, the flag thing. Oh, no, there wasn't a flag. There was, there was the Scarf. merch. The scarves, yes. They wouldn't drape the scarves, I don't think. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's sort of come from nowhere, then, hasn't it? I liked I like the little touch at the end, like, you know, putting putting a flag. The, the disrespect it shows to the opponent. Are we going to get Imperial being like,
2: oh, well, of course we don't like the Brizango flag. In Brizango, they don't even have healthcare or whatever.
1: <laughs> the country is of Brizango. Is it massively disrespectful when it's not a real sport? Because if someone had knocked out someone in the UFC and put a flag over them, I'd be like, that is horrible. But Apparently Shawn Michaels got annoyed when Mike Tyson did it at WrestleMania fourteen, and I was like, "No, he draped the shirt over him." Grow up, Shawn. Yeah. So,
2: I think it was because he, they hadn't gone over that bit, and wrestling, Tyson just did is it because then Shawn Michaels has to stay there on his back with the shirt on his head. Is it because like, he couldn't oh, breathe right, I'll just, very
1: I'll just... well? Is that I understand if it's because it, it wasn't very breathable material. Uh, it's bi- <laughs> 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 Get out uh, of my room. Rig- <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
2: But, I don't know, uh, the whole main event thing was held together by tape, in fairness, so Sean yeah. wasn't a good headspace, his True. body was wrecked, Austin's back was bad, Tyson did what he supposed to, I guess, it, it worked, it, it, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, But and yeah, you never see that in UFC, because if the guy's legitimately knocked out, they're getting proper medical attention, it's like, yeah. well, let me drape my flight no, no, you idiot, no. <laughs> no, we're doing an angle no, Someone he- tries someone tries to do a beat down. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Leave him alone
2: Oh no, the lion's den are here Kicking this like, No, get away from <laughs> him
3: so We might as well speak about this Now, what the hell's the, the diamond thingy? There's a promo package for that It looks like it's going to be some sort of UFC fighting club Called the diamond thingy I can't remember what it was called The Diamond, diamond mine thingy. That was it, the diamond, diamond thingy mine.
4: The so diamond thingy. The diamond
1: a- is an upside-down... Oh, down. no. Anyway, carry on. It's going to be... They're going to call it AEW Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine. And then they're going to... <gasps> Boom!
2: Let's go to the Diamond the, yeah. Mine. and <laughs> Get
1: some diamonds. Dig the hole. Dig the Dig hole. hole. Diamond <laughs> <of> Mine. <laughs> no, it looks like it's going to be... What were right. they called on Impact? Tom was reminding me of it the other day on the news. The Impact MMA stable that they had for a bit. It was quite funny. It was quite good. Can't remember what it was. It looks like it's, the
3: old fella.
2: Yes, I can't. Remember. Oh, um, yeah. America's Greg. top team or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was a
1: real MMA team, but they were yeah, doing yeah. a wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: he was great. He mm. was such a good talker,
1: mm. and he wasn't a, a wrestling dude at all. Um, so I, I think. About that. I think it might be similar to that, maybe. Mm.
4: But I don't he know was who's going to be in it. I
1: don't yeah. Know. Oh, what if it's the do you remember the big lad that they that they showed a takeover in the front row? He was like a little Brock Lesnar. He was You mean, you mean
3: straight hell alumni Gable Steves? <laughs> Sorry, I do. Yes, I do mean Gable
1: Steves. <laughs> yeah.
3: Personal friend of the channel, Gable Steves. Who Steveson. lots of people were like, Why have you got a nobody on? Oh, he's going to be somebody.
2: Oh, they're always like I that, I aren't they? It, and then a few it. months later, Hey, I know him from yeah, Straight to Hell. I've always there, supported him, him since Ross put it. Hi. Uh,
1: hmm. We'll be retweeting that once he's. Oh, <laughs> once yes, we honesty. will.
3: Because it did no views. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's one in the bank for later on. Yeah. In investing in your
2: future. Uh, Regal tries to book a match between Cole and O'Reilly as they are fighting backstage, but they start fighting again. So Joe comes along and does what Joe does
3: best and chokes Cole out.
2: Cole I only like Samoa Joe.
3: He? he went. Like pushed him out the way yeah. Yeah, as he was getting on, yeah. That's getting like, physical. He should have
2: Samoa Joe, and he's like, oh, oh, God, sorry, sorry, sorry. And in it the is. background, Kyle O'Reilly had to like tell a security guard to get him and stuff.
3: But yeah, I do like it though because like you know, maybe if it was somebody else, would be going, "Oh, why is the old timer getting one over the stars of today?" But it's Samoa Joe. she's just bigger and stronger than everybody in NXT. So like, yeah, yeah. have him choke out those little nerds. Yeah, plus
2: <laughs> yeah, plus Kyle. Uh, sorry, not Kyle. No, uh, Regal. I'll get Kyle O'Reilly. And Regal big stuff. I don't know. Um, has been saying no. I've lost control of the show. Everyone's just. A bloody brawling around and making a, a dog's dinner of everything. So Samoa Joe's like, no, we're going to have this done properly now. Enough shenanigans. Enough, I'm trying to think of uh, British expressions. Enough silly bollocks. Never mind that. Never mind the bollocks, here's Samoa Joe. That'll be the next NXT t shirt.
1: Someone sent Pacini hate mail and called him Lily Livered.
2: Lily Livered. After wow. his stint
1: on uh, GB News. Is this one like, from the 1800s? I know. He was like, you pathetic, woke man. And he went on for like four paragraphs. Pathetic woke man. Uh, talking about wokeness a lot and how he hates it. And then he said, um, just slipped in at one point, yeah, you are lily-livered. And I was like, well.
2: That is cap- an either really, really old gammon or a time traveller. He's yeah. a proper gammon. You like, nefarious,
3: lily-livered, do He got in contact. We're not going to go down that route again. Yeah. The Genesis of the Double D that's on right. the Cult of Wrestling yes. podcast. But he went. He offered Adam three jobs, um, which had no sort of prospects to them. One was like, <laughs> one was jumping in front of a train. One was putting his head in some really hot fat in a chip shop. I think it was the phrase. Was it like really hot fat?
1: <laughs> it was weird. It was wow. Weird. He's just very specific. It yeah. was. He was the sort of person. What was who the third one? Come on, shoot
2: himself. The, the, himself on on the head, the, yeah. Oh, that will make a really good three stages of hell yeah. match.
1: <laughs> but I think that I think that what he'd done is he, he doesn't. I think he'd found Adam through the employ Adam billboard thing. He'd obviously googled his name, and then the billboard came up. Because he, that's why he disguised the email. the The subject line was like job opportunities. So he's obviously thinking that Adam's oh. sat somewhere unemployed, and then he'll be like, "Finally, a job for me!" Oh. But instead, we'll just laughed at him. So.
2: That <laughs> is a tremendous bit of hate mail, though. Oh, is he going to read them out on stream or something? No, it's on, it's,
1: it it on them. it's
2: on Twitter. Oh, okay. It's, no, that's how it is. He cut he
1: cut the guy's name off in case he was. He seemed a bit unhinged. Like I was saying, like you should just get his, get his email address out
3: there. we yeah. <laughs> okay, share with his email address, made it at Twitter. But yeah, Adams Adams a bit older and a bit more sensible than me. A bit wiser. Yeah. Professor Moriarty after, at gmail It was fantastic after his bit on GB News. He was like, you can either laugh at everything or nothing. And then one of, these people, one of these people are like, "Oh, these these snowflakes at the day with their genders and whatnot got triggered by Adam doing that." It's just oh, just these gammons are fantastic.
1: Yeah, I love for someone for someone who says that nobody should take offence at anything. The guy in the email was very offended, like yeah. yeah, very proper rattled, a rattled gammon,
3: a rattled gammon. That's exactly what he was, tosser. <laughs>
2: Uh, thanks, boss. Uh, if you have tuned in for because of the GB News thing, we apologise for the two two hours plus of complete twaddle, but we appreciate you might like the Max O'Pilot references we've scattered around there, and brown sauce being better than tomato ketchup, which we all agreed on. Uh, Kushida's over challenge is answered by Trey Baxter, aka Blake Christian from the Indies. Yay! Kushida wins after a good effort from the newcomer. Afterwards, Kyle O'Reilly challenges Kushida to a non-title match next week. I, as someone who's watched Blake Christian, it looked very solid here.
1: Very oh, much. Oh, the favoritism of Matthew. Here we go.
2: Made of Max. He's not made of Max. couldn't give a Trey Baxter. Blake, Baxter.
1: Blake Christian, oh. Trey Baxter, is so <laughs> NXT, right? If he, yeah. if he was called... I can't think of a... If he wasn't in GCW, basically, Matthew wouldn't care about him. But now Matthew's like... Oh! oh.
2: <laughs> but you like it with an indie dude who is custom-made for the NXT style... Makes it uh, boring. NXT.
3: Just flips boring. No, oh, bless him. No, yeah,
1: Matthew, Matthew, I will say Blake Christian did garner some Wrestlers of the Week points in his time, or in oh. my time doing that show. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. He's a, he's a, he's an impressive little boy. That's he's so an
2: impressive, little boy, mean, Blake no, Christian.
1: Got
3: kick pads, has he? Poofed.
2: <laughs> it's okay because at the current rate of signing G C GCW people, we're gonna see. Hardcore Nick Gage showing up NXT <laughs> any week
1: now. So I will say he's very tough. That'll be I it. I didn't mean it. I just the to diamond to mind. My God, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not Nick Gage. Nick Gage. He's as tough not, as diamonds. It's not Nick. It's not for me, Nick Gage.
3: Do we see that video of Adam Cole doing one of those shoot interviews from back in the day where he's speaking about Nick Gage going for ice cream and how excited he got? No. Adam yeah, Cole was totally like, like, "I just wish I was one of those people who could get excited at those kind of things, like nothing things." I just yeah. can't picture Nick Gage getting like really excited about ice cream but apparently he does.
4: Oh,
0: it's
1: yeah. adorable. Yeah. Johnny a human? Just, just to clarify, think... sorry. Blake Christian didn't mean make... very talented. I feel so bad about yeah. calling him a little boy when he could batter me if he wanted. Little anyway. boy these little kick pads. No, I didn't mean oh, that.
2: Little, little
3: Blake Christian. Oh, I no, can <laughs> do a flip.
1: No, it's a flip. Me, and...
3: <laughs> Look at me, ma'am. I can do a flip. I'm Blake <laughs> Christian or Trey Baxter. Give me more sports entertainment and less kick pads, I see.
2: Well, you'll like the next segment then. Yeah. Ted DiBiase brings out LA Knight for the million dollar title we go. celebration. Knight talks of DiBiase as his idol and childhood hero. He says that now he's got it all to cut some dead weight and beats down DiBiase, who takes his first bump, I believe, I think somebody did some Twitter investigation, since
3: 1998. Wow. How old is he? I hear you ask everybody on the podcast. He is 67 years old. Ted no, that's kind of how old
2: Ted DiBiase is, not how old LA Knight
3: is. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop calling him LA Knight on the podcast. We need to start calling him The Rock, because that promo oh. he cut was another fantastic promo. The most captivating man in all professional wrestling, is the current million-dollar champion, L. The Rock Knight. That made no sense. I'll try to do Dwayne Johnson, but...
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that, he's But the promo he cut which was like heartfelt, like, oh, you're my hero, and when I was grown up, I watched you, and now I'm here in the ring with you. Bosh! Fantastic stuff from The Rock.
2: Yeah, and then Cameron Grimes runs out to the save, but Knight leaves with his belt. Dummy, yeah.
3: This segment was exactly what it should have been, with a, a little bit of flamboyance from Ted DiBiase, because that bump was textbook, in my uninformed opinion, as someone who has never trained in the wrestling. You can you just imagine Triple H backstage going like all two thousand and one again?
1: Good snap, good snap, brother. You
3: got oh, a big Ted, Ted DiBiase.
2: Goal. Yeah, your balls are out. Your money <laughs> and nuts
4: is hanging out you sure.
2: Yeah, and it means we want to get more Grimes night, and I'm alright with that. Yep he wants that $1 million dollar title baby more Grimes Rock Grimes Rock oh yes sorry yes of He's course. Called more rock Grime, rock. Grimes Rock the music genres colliding <laughs> here in NXT uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai beat Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter in tag team action very solid decent match here I've got they, the they second place
3: sick. in my move of the week in this match actually was the, oh, the 450 They were standing person astonishing nice.
1: scenes they're, um, they're keeping their eyes on... I missed out the promo, but they're, they're, <sighs> what are they doing again? They're keeping their eyes on the way. They're like, watch out, the way. We're going to take your women's team titles. Is that how they said it? Like <laughs> yeah? a I... news reader. <laughs> yeah. That was another <laughs>
3: crucial bit that wasn't on YouTube. So nice to see how important that bit was.
1: <laughs> I left it out
2: as well, to be fair. It was live it like that, no wonder. And... Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher win the main event tornado tag against the Grizzled Young Veterans in a tornado tag where they batter each other
0: and yeah, slapped each other fantastic. daft
2: and didn't swear, beat each other senseless and slapped them through the table, doomsday device to the outside, and more slapping and dafting and a submission win in a match that should have been a takeover. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't. And you know what? This episode of NXT, wipe the floor with NXT TakeOver in your house too. Cruelly not oh, cold,
1: I thought you were gonna inside. say wipe the floor with dynamite, which it also did this. I mean, yeah, that's come on man. Yeah.
2: Friday yeah. night dynamite near near pop. All all yeah. red all red stick near explosion. Oof <laughs> That will not be making a return next week.
1: But all, yeah, di- this... all, all stick, no fuse. Oh maybe. much better. Thank Something you, Jack. Like that. Yeah, yeah. All stick sweet. near fuse.
3: All switch, no spas. I've am trying. i been working on my bank impression, but it's not working. It's that, getting it, worse.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that it actually was
3: actually, way worse. It sounded more like Lino and Stitch in it. So yeah! I was like, yeah, this match was fantastic. That double clothesline marathon thingy that they both did was mesmerising, I tell you. Because normally like, we get very... Is patriotic the right word when we see an English person doing the, the wrestlings? It's patri- uh, proud, yeah, proud, proud of pr- them. Yeah, they're yeah. from here, therefore they must win all the time. But I couldn't get mad at the the, the English folk not winning this one against the dirty Yanks, as Anthony <laughs> GoGo <laughs> like to call them on Twitter so many times. Um, you dirty <laughs> Yanks! Uh, but oh, it was just a fantastic match, wasn't it? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. it got bumped off Takeover because it should have been it should have been on Takeover, shouldn't it? Like Ted DiBiase, it got bumped. <laughs> takeover.
1: Maybe it did. Maybe it did.
2: Yeah, well, you I've, know what? I'm happier though with NXT being the the takeout was being that short. Oh, yeah. I'm, at, I'm all right with that. But yeah, yeah this week, this I'm someone who has said many a times that NXT does nothing for me. But I decided to watch this week's because I was interested in Samoa Joe, the announcement, Regal, everything else like that. This was the most fun I've had watching a whole episode of NXT show. in a long time. And I'm invested to see what happens next. So fair, had... fair play. Fair
1: play. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm listen- was... Sorry, Joe. Oh, okay. I feel bad. Is That's this. Cool. I'll Chris... speak after you. It's fine. It was a variety show, wasn't it? It Had a mixture of everything, storytelling, flips. The very talented Blake Christian, great guy. <laughs> I feel so bad, man. And bland, um,
3: bland and boring.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not being given a chance.
2: It'd be alright with some daddy sauce.
1: But yeah, it had a bit of everything. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ross. Go on.
3: No, I was saying. I was just going to say what Matthew was saying. Like my liking, likings. My investment in NXT has gone completely over the. Well, since it basically moved to two hours, which is yeah. What we feared the most didn't we, when we heard that was going to be a thing, but getting Samoa Joe back piqued my interest. And you're thinking, oh, I'll watch NXT like properly, like sort of try and get invested again. And like that episode was, per- it, it did feel like a bit of a throwback. NXT, mm. it felt like back in the day, and it was good, which is a nice thing to see once again because it had lost its way, it had become raw light. But this
1: was back to NXT
3: being good.
1: Tell you what, I've got some. You remember when Matthew used to be like... When when the podcast wasn't as long as it is now, Matthew used to go, you got any other news from the world of wrestling, Jack? And I'd go, yeah, and then I'd stumble my way through. I've got some news from elsewhere in the world of wrestling, guys. Hmm. Um, what, what is it? That one of the best women's matches ever has reportedly taken place in stardom. It's Utami, Hayashishita, and Suri. And they had like a 45-minute match. And I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to... And... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, it's being talked up as one of the best women's matches ever, and not just in women's wrestling, just a a, a match of the year candidate. So Ooh. that's very exciting for Stardom. Just, just throwing that out there for all the for anyone listening. So, Matthew, stop trying to think of something cutting to say. I, I just okay. I've, I've, I learned my lesson about speaking about ja- like
3: Japanese pro wrestling from the ladies a while ago. Jack, when me and you got cut down oh. on Twitter by the experts. So I'm just going to sit here in silence. Yes, it'll well, it be a fantastic match.
1: Do you remember I that wonder what if... wait, is the observer out? I'm going to find out what it... Yes, I remember that day. We told we said that a silly promotion was silly and it was a... it was a stupid promotion and people were taking it too seriously and they need to get some lives. Got to move. Suck my Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that'll help things. That'll put down that fire. Well done. No, it's actually very creative, the way they explore the space and the window. And Oh, shut up,
3: no, we, we, Me oh, and Jack God, got just exactly the same things again. Well, me and Jack um, go, wait, no, we got stick for like not watching that promotion when um, you know, our, job, I you our what, full-time jobs is to watch everything else. I watched a bit of it and I just couldn't get on board.
2: No, in fairness, um, wasn't it because you were doing a video on... All the Japanese women's... No, we're we'll women. speaking
3: about Emi Sakura on AEW. Yeah. Oh, was that it? Right. We right. That we just, that just sort of mentioned what she'd been doing instead of being on AEW and fell oh, into the trap of
4: trying to speak about that. So.
1: I nominated Mayu Iwatani for most underrated in our own awards and I got no praise, but I mentioned a stupid promotion being stupid and I might as well be the Judas in my mind. Awful. Check.
2: No respect. No respect, <laughs> King. Losing to a rug. Hmm so that was the week in wrestling
1: god that I was a long never, bit I should never have said anything
2: love it I love the passion
1: you guys have I won't be, yeah, be on Twitter for another few weeks I'm going to stay clear okay for a while sorry with England
2: versus Scotland so we will talk about anything else mm. <laughs> let's have a rummage in our
4: mail bags
2: <laughs> ah, now let's have a little old rummage in the mail bag number one hello culty daddies Today I I bring to you a rather simple question. What wrestler do you think should have had a major title run? It doesn't matter what period of wrestling they're from, as long as they're a wrestler who you've always liked and believe they should have been given at least a chance with a big belt. I wasn't watching that much back then, and I don't know what the general opinion is, but I've always really liked Test, and he's one of those who's really brought up in conversations. I'd have liked to see him with the WWE Championship. My kindest regards, uh, Matthias from Seville. Thank
1: you, Matthias. Oh, Seville. Lovely. It's a nice place. Apparently so. It looks stunning. Yeah. I, uh, one of my mates went and lived in Seville. She was doing Spanish at uni, so she lived in Seville. I asked her if she was Sevilla or Bettis in the team. She said, I'm from the Bettis part of town, Jack. Right, anyway, um, Roddy Piper for me. <laughs> I
4: think oh, Roddy I was
1: going to
3: say Piper. Ah, oh, well. sorry. I hate that thing where he didn't need a title. How fun would a, a heel Roddy Piper title run have been back in the day? Yeah, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, apart from the fact they would never lose to anybody, ever.
1: That's fine, it's it Roddy Piper. Well, yeah, yeah. But eventually mo- you do need to lose it. I know the model at the time was it was Babyface Champ turning away all the villains, but Piper... There's, yeah. lots, of, there's lots of bad guys from that era, isn't there, who should perfect as well, maybe... I think Pipe um, is the obvious one, though. I was going to say DBRC, but... It didn't. NXT, it doesn't they, doesn't count. they doesn't did it show count. it, yeah. It yeah, yeah, it? yeah,
2: it's gonna say it that count. they are kind of trying to say, yeah, well, we know if we've always said this doesn't count. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Because people the don't know. He for bought... The yeah, on NXT TakeOver, they showed him with the title that he paid
1: Andre the Giant to give him. He bought the world title from him. If... If they, rec- if they start recognising Ted DiBiase as a WWF champion, I don't know what I'm going to do. My whole concept of reality will be turned upside down. I'll be like, oh, recognising Spanky now as well then. That's,
2: no, no,
1: well, no, Well, I'm just no, saying.
2: No, no. They, I'm still annoyed. I don't know why I get this annoyed, but why no one could explain properly the rules to those scramble matches they did. They were simple. Someone's got like really, possession like really of the title. No, no, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at how bad... <laughs> yeah. They gave it to Jim Ross and, I guess, Lola, maybe at the time, and Cole, and none of them between them had a brain cell to rub together to explain this. So, like, whoever has possession of the title but then needs to be the possessor of the champions... Uh, 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 so that person's currently the world champion.
1: Say, like, no! Brian Kendrick's not a former world champion. So do you think... So do you think uh, that he should have been? Is that your answer?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, let's. Be but it was
2: serious. the Brian Kend- the Brian Kendrick should be former champ. Look Razor
1: that. Ramon.
2: My, no, no, my pick. Maybe Razor should have. I think that him not getting pushed through ninety five, ninety six was Can a I guess what is going to
3: be Matthew? Go on. Is it going to be Ryback? It is going to be Ryback. <laughs>
1: oh wow! <laughs> yeah. How did you guess that? He loves say saying that Ryback should
3: have beat CM Punk uh, in that match. Not enough people say this. Not
2: enough, because obviously what's happened afterwards, he's a bit of a plonker and all this stuff, and me stupid and hurt CM Punk and all the rest. But undefeated streak, going into Hell in a Cell 2012. So to Cena versus Punk. Ooh, Cena's injured. Undefeated Ryback, right of all the momentum, because all he's done is beat people and do feed me more, over as hell, taking on the bad guy champ. That was the time to do it. All the times they show those replay packages of Goldberg and him beating Hogan and the Dome and all those people, and they've never been able to do it again. Mm. And it was right there. It said they had Brad Maddox become a character, screwed right back. It's alright though, they're doing a three-way next month with Cena who's now not injured. Wait, who's this? The the SHIELD? Ah, oh, it's a weird new gimmick, isn't it? Ah, I'm sure this won't surpass anything Ryback's done and maybe take away all his heat and credibility. <laughs> And then I was done after
1: that. I've just, yeah. I think I've just Wade Barrett. That was the other one. I was like, "There's an oh, obvious one in my perfect. mind somewhere," but obviously Wade Barrett. Are we biased because we're English and we yes. love Wade Barrett? Or Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair
3: enough. <laughs> bad, bad news. Barrett was legitimately. <laughs> Maybe not as Wade Barrett, maybe Bad News were not being...
1: No, before Bad News. Oh, yeah, the oh. NXT run in 2010. NXT leader yeah. Barrett, yeah.
3: I'm just saying, like, maybe if we, we, we said Bad News, we wouldn't be classed as biased, because he was oh. over, he was more over in the America, I would say, in my uninformed opinion once again, than he was when he was just Wade.
1: Is it true? I've read somewhere that Bad News Barrett was invented by Cody Rhodes. I've because have yeah. Yeah, he used to apparently... Matthew, have you heard this? No apparently Cody used to laugh at Wade Barrett backstage for being old. And he used to say, I remember watching you in the eighties when I was a kid, you were bad news Barrett. You'd come out and give bad news. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's a I good, expect. that's a
2: good yeah. idea. Uh, Cause you say that Ted B. junior, had uh, an interview with, uh, I think it was Russell zone and said he denied that he yelled backstage a certain thing that I've milked into the crown with my videos. Um, and said, no, 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 Cody likes saying things that didn't happen over and over again so everyone accepts that they did happen because Cody keeps on saying it. He's a wind-up, is Cody. He's a wind-up. He's merger. a wind-up. Certainly yeah. is. You know what? Cody Rhodes didn't win the world title liver Cody so. Rhodes.
4: Yeah.
2: woo <laughs> Yeah, That Cody Rhodes. Lads of Cultaholic, fifth time writing in. Wow. Keeping this oh. one short and sweet. Oh, like yourself. Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy is one of my favourite rivalries in WWE history. Ooh. And having solid rivalries with Edge and CM Punk, the big gold belt. I'd love to see Jeff have one more run with the belt. So my question is, would you put Jeff back into the WWE slash Universal title scene? And how would you book it? Thanks for all the content. I love you guys. Jamie T, Lancaster, England.
1: Jamie, Thank you, T. Jamie T? Thank you, Jamie T. Yeah, Jamie T. Sheila goes out with. Her. Thank you, How, Jamie. You
3: with a guy who um, was it, is it sticks and stones? Yeah. He's like, "This is my Downing song." Oh. You would, wait, you would wait for the chorus of that and then knock it back. I was like, "Why do you wait for a chorus for a song? Just knock it back." <laughs> we had like, proper G himself up and then when the chorus grew,
1: We he went, hey. Oh, that's a bit odd. Yeah. Is he a wrestler? <laughs> Why has he got such pageantry? I don't know. <laughs> were you friends with him? He
3: li- oh, yeah, I lived with him. he's was a nice guy. Just that yeah. one bit. I Just one bit of him. I didn't agree with his character. Was it the list. Scouse lad? No, no. No. He wouldn't okay. do that. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. That'd be classed as wool behaviour. <laughs> behaviour of the wolves from over the water in the Wirral. Don't want to be a wolf, apparently. Jack yeah. Atkins is a wolf. I know he is, yeah. Terrible human being, by all accounts. Um
1: do you remember last Sunday you said, no Owen, you don't sound scouse, you sound like you're from Cheshire. Cheshire, yeah, he does. <laughs> it sounds a bit does. too posh, doesn't
4: he?
1: He doesn't have that. that no. The raspy, <laughs> the working class. <laughs> Which makes him far more pleasant to live with That he doesn't have the. <laughs> but, but he does have a burning Cheshire. hatred of Everton though. Yeah.
2: So how would you book Jeff Hardy or put him in the W Universal title scene, getting ready for a run at the top? I think all you need to do is go, Hi, I'm Jeff Hardy, and I want a title shot. And that's all you need to get done because he's always popular. He's never stopped being popular. Even if he's down there, wrestling Cedric Alexander in retirement matches
1: or up in the top of the card, people love Jeff Hardy. Initially, I would have disagreed with Jamie T and said it's too late for Jeff Hardy. But they gave the Miz another title run. So I think, I think Jeff Hardy would be allowed as well. And I agree with you. He doesn't need a reason particularly because he's always, he's always going to be popular forever. This yeah. is what
3: I would do, right? Even though I don't necessarily agree it's a good wrestling theme. The first show back with fans, I'd have him come out with the Hardy Boys normal tag team theme yeah. and have him go, no, no, pals, this isn't right for me. Have him like, do a twist of fate and a swanton bomb to Kevin Dunn and then no more words, plays. Even though no more words, I don't think
1: is very good at all. But a lot of people like it, and good for them. Do you also prefer just the normal Hardy Boys theme? Yeah, same, but it I, gets, me, gets me going a bit more. But I only I, recently in life learned that everyone goes mad for more than words. Well, I, I, I had a it.
3: feeling there was a, a strong like in for no more words, and I found no this more out words, in my, more than words more than words. <laughs> uh, but I found this out to my detriment when I did a, a tier list about wrestling themes from back then and said it on, on camera, recorded. It's out there somewhere. And I got tweets. I got everything. People passionately like that song. I just Is it? it very Is good that thing. Thing. Because they Riding's love Jeff Hardy. On
1: Is that, yeah, one? that one? Yeah, that one, yeah. The normal Hardys theme's better.
3: Mm. Matthew? So prepare yourself for some tweets now, Jack, after you yeah. said that one.
1: Oh, no. I like both themes. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs>
3: I'm like playing both sides. I don't, I don't not like it. I just don't think it's... I think, I
2: think it, really, it worked for when they were boosting up Jeff Hardy to that level. Yeah, we know he's had this theme for ages, mates, but now he's Jeff Hardy, possible world champion. And because I had all that motivation and build up in 08, 09, then it was a perfect time to switch it. If Maven had had that song, no one would
1: like it. But Maven had a banger of a yeah. song, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want an apple pie. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's up there with Alex Riley for unnecessarily good themes.
1: Say it to, to my, my
2: face.
1: Mavens theme. I messaged Matthew yeah. once out of the blue and just went. Yeah. I've I've just listened to it up to the chorus for the first time in about twenty years. I can't yeah. believe how good it is. Yeah.
2: It's it Should have just been that drop kick on the Undertaker <laughs> over and over again. So yeah, that's how we'd have it. That's all you need to
1: do because he's still young to people. So Jeff Hardy's not old. Put the face He's paint on. so handsome for yeah. his age. How? Not even for his age. He's handsome for any age. I don't get it.
2: Yeah. A man for all ages, Chef. <laughs> Next question. Hello. This isn't wrestling related? Oh, so it's a perfect fit for this podcast. Hey, you know as well. <laughs> Scrolling through the comment section of the June 11th podcast, I stumbled upon a name that instantly caught my attention. By the name, I could tell that this person shared the same ethnicity as me and it's a name that only a female would have. Finding a girl that likes wrestling is rare enough, but a girl that's also of my people needle a haystack, to say the least. I, then intrigued, went into creeper mode. It okay. says here, as you do. Oh, what's, that's not the Royal New <laughs> York, not there. And clicked on her profile to find out more. Unfortunately, there wasn't much info there, but there was a playlist of her liked videos. In it, I found what could have just as easily been a list of my likes. Clips of Seinfeld, Friends, Archer, songs that I like, comedians that I like, and of course, lots of various wrestling content. Based on said content, I think it may be safe to assume that we are also of similar age. So I'm thinking one of two things happened here. Either I found my soulmate in the most ludicrous way that ludicrous way possible, or I just fell in love with an online Russian bot, or something. <sighs> That said, there are just too many signs you said it that there for me not to shoot my shot, but I couldn't think of how, so this is what I came up with. You read my story on the podcast and give me ideas on how or if I should move forward. No At the same time, hopefully she, if she is actually real, says, also listens to this and if I do somehow manage to contact her, perhaps she wouldn't be as weirded out. I've never asked you for anything before, lads, but I have to call in this favor. Godspeed and the build up here. KG from Vancouver, Canada. Thank you, KG.
3: Yes, hello, KG. KG? Peel, to, to peel C-A-G-E-Y. the curtain back E-Y. on this question, KG. KJ? KJ. 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 KG. KJ. am... I'm, Put the mail back together yesterday, and I, I read your email, and I sent it to the the group chat with the, the shareholders, and I was like, "Well, this is a bit weird, isn't it? It's is a bit of a, a bit of a creepy story, isn't it?" Let's uh, let's look at this, lad. And Jack was like, "Let's put it in the podcast." So this no, is no, on no, this no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Ah, that yeah, I was always yeah, 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 like, oh, a bit bit
1: well, weird that, from KJ. Can actually one. sit at one. So right, side? it's
2: all Jack's fault. That's fine. We don't need to
4: hear Jack's explanation.
1: Is I'll give KJ some read advice. KJ, it's probably. A real person, based on the likes and stuff. No guarantee that it's going to be not a catfish. And also, even if it's not a catfish, I don't know if this is the best way. I don't know. I don't know. The use,
3: the use of the word soulmate was, was which is what um, it put me off the the, the the mailbag. So KJ, what if I will you're say is watching...
1: KJ, clearly a very enthusiastic young man. I commend your enthusiasm and your sense of romanticness in this world as well. But just be careful of being duped, my friend. And uh, just get out and get some interest in that and meet some women and... Oh, no, all the kids these days are on Tinder, aren't they? Get yourself on Tinder. Ah, whatever. I don't like it personally, but... I've never been on Tinder. Oh, Oh. my God. When I used to live with Jodie, this was my mine and Sam's old flatmate, she showed us her Tinder. And obviously, I'd never seen the girl's point of view of Tinder. And it just made me feel desperately unattractive. Like, everyone on there was, like, six-packs. And, like, I just didn't understand where all these lads were. That's what I would have to do
3: You're if I was that on though. there. Just put, put a picture of a model. Get a, a picture of Scotty T, off his shirt off. Put Rossy T. Now, turn up and it's me. And then they'd run away. And then you message the
2: bell bag, Ross, weeks <laughs> later asking I could do it. Uh, I think this person... KG, just make like Craig KJ. David. KJ. Me me and KG. Um, more <laughs> like... Make like Craig David. Make a watch Raw on Monday, then NXT and A Do Be Dark on Tuesday. Watch WTF Moments on Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Watch Twitch on Sunday.
1: Okay, that was interesting. I wrote that down. That was interesting. Yeah, well, Craig David's all right. He's, he's still being talked about years later. When he came back, in the biggest way, I was blown Did away they? by. So I was. Yo, God. Craig David got his career ruined by Bo Selector and then somehow recovered. Like, it was amazing. He's still about today, isn't he? Maybe, it was like Shawn Michaels coming back from injury, but longer in between. <laughs> it was amazing. Craig David's comeback was outstanding. And everyone's forgotten about Bo Selector and that. Hmm. Only us losers. That's right. We
2: are. That's why we give the best dating advice, especially if it's online. <laughs> and it is weird how we are. Nowadays, everyone's data uh, on Facebook and on Twitter, on YouTube likes, apparently. It is very easy just to become a creeper, a stalker, a checker of people's details now. And it's normalized. Because back in the day, this would have been like, oh, well, I went around their bins, and it turns out they read the same newspaper as me. So I think we have that no, in common.
1: It's not like that. Everyone's kind had a bit of a, of a stalk before on Facey B, haven't they? We have, and I remember explaining to my
2: some of the older family members, like, "What are you doing? Like, wait, uh, you you're seeing their profile and looking at what they like? Oh, yeah, that's what you do." He's like, "Do you? Do they know you look at the profile?" I'm like, "Well, it's public."
4: Yeah, um, it's but public. it is weird
2: how it's suddenly changed now. No, this is this is socially acceptable. This is normal. Uh, emailing a YouTube show about this, but I am quite what devastated if, by this. Go on.
1: What what if she then gets in touch? Oh, what I think it, that's what we're hoping works? for. What if it Like works the, uh,
2: the Macho Man, Hogan storyline we had a, a year ago.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah, and Elizabeth, yes, yes. And yeah. Miss Elizabeth, that's right. So I
2: hope fair, we, hear...
3: do, we do have a good track record of putting people, not like, giving people good advice and, and stuff like that. So just send a name in next week, KJ. No, just send a name
4: in.
2: Oh. <laughs> no, if you don't
3: I hear from should... the person... <laughs> no,
4: I'm,
2: I'm worried now, but like, the, the person who you're... We will check our mailbags, and if the person that is from Vancouver, Canada, who watches this, there can't be many people, should send something in. If we Come don't hear any for anything, KG, that's the sign. KJ, to move on. KJ,
3: but I, to KJ, do not get too invested, because yes, you'll, you'll just advice. get your heart broken when it turns out she's actually called Stanley from Bradford, England.
1: there's a there's a football podcast i listen to called the jaffin podcast james and flab for now podcast right and they often they're like us like their podcast barely about football and uh they take advice from listeners and or they answer their questions and one guy was like there's a girl i like at work um thinking about asking her out but i'm a bit scared don't know what to do and they were like yeah go for it man and then a week later he messages in like we're going for a drink soon i'm really excited for it but well, she's coming around to my house beforehand and i'm thinking of playing her a song that i wrote about her and they both go whoa so kj don't write a song about her that's my advice a bit too far yeah i was watching that
3: first date on channel four yes oh, what a fantastic program there was this guy and he been set up with this lass who they, they, knew, they knew each other from a holiday camp somewhere I've made that sound like it was bank <laughs> from a lads holiday and she was one of the reps basically oh, and he, he knew who he, was get, he knew who he was getting set up with so because he knew her he wrote her a song and mm. on their first date he sang her this song which was not like yellow by Coldplay or something like that it was like a proper bespoke song about her and then oh. she just told him to go away which was fantastic <laughs> <television>. <laughs>
1: You yeah. just told him to go away. Oh, I, I put, put
3: it nicer than that, but the, the, the crux of the message was just leave me alone now. See you later. Mm.
1: Wow.
2: It's nice to know reading this that people are still passionate about these things and it is negative to find out that Tom's Burner accounts on YouTube are getting more action than I am currently. So shout <laughs> there to Tom's Burner accounts. Uh, Thank you, KG.
1: Did Tom KG. say something last week to imply that there are Burner accounts? Yeah, Tom's got no, Burner no. accounts. He admitted... Last week. <laughs> no, he yeah, it's he exactly did. it. He said on the podcast. We don't lie on this podcast, it's all real. Okay, I'll have to go and find what he said then. Tom has the- these burner
3: accounts which he leaves positive comments about himself. What? On his own videos. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Just to drown out the negative ones.
1: Wait, what?
3: This was a huge scope from last week's podcast. Was he joking? But, first of all... Tom never Tom, jokes.
1: First of all, Tom doesn't get... Like there was a lot of negativity when he started, which was stupid because he's actually better. He's a better presenter than all of us put together. But why? Why has he got burners? No, he doesn't. He does. Was this a joke? Was he he's joking? Got a Bo,
3: he's got a bow burner.
1: No, see, I can't tell if he's being serious or not.
3: No, he, he said on the podcast last. I, don't, I forget which segment was in, but he's got burner
1: accounts. But the neg- but the negativity subsided now. For Tom. he's getting lovely comments most of the time. We all get hate from time to time. He doesn't need to do that. God. No, he doesn't. You've made this up. I can't believe this. Well,
2: we're just full of good advice this week, aren't we? We could trick even ourselves. So, uh, KG, just do the opposite to whatever we've said. But we do encourage you and everybody else, if you have any thoughts, queries, mind-boggling facts, and an excuse for me to bring up Ryback, who should have been champion in 2012, to mailbag
3: at com. Oh, the thing. Hang Go. on.
1: Go on.
3: We forgot to do the thing. The thing? Um, the thing. Oh, the I thing. need to thank a person called... Oh, I've forgotten to write their name down. <laughs> <laughs> it's in that chat from the other day, but somebody... Oh, God, this is He's terrible. just building
2: up, ladies and gentlemen. He knows exactly what
3: he's doing. No, he's Ross. Uh, no, it's not. It's Alan Davey. Alan spelled with two L's. a double V A E Y. sorry. Alan Davey. Thank you, Alan, for this. I don't know how much money he spent on what you are about to see and or hear, but we got a cameo sent to us from Rutledge Wood, who yes. clearly has no idea, first of all, about, you know, the great ship cultaholic, but also the fine sport of professional wrestling, <laughs> as you're about to hear, as Richard plays the thing right now. Fellas, what's up? Happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Ross. It's your buddy, Rutledge Wood. I heard you guys are huge fans of Floor Lava. That's so awesome. I hope I get to meet you guys sometime. Heard y'all are both diddlers. You love the WWE. Jack, let's be honest, I'm a big fan of the Yeti, myself, Ross, Matt Jackson, both awesome. Uh, I'm in, in the pool today pretending the water is lava. That's
4: what I'm doing. That's right. Heard y'all both like big ducks and manky swans. Y'all are awesome. Hey, great news. We're going to do another season of Floor is Lava. We're going to start
3: shooting in a couple months. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, who knows, maybe one day y'all get to be on there with us. Wouldn't that be fun? It's just one rule. You know what it is. Don't fall in. Why? Because the floor is lava.
4: Yes.
3: Happy birthday, you guys. We have some notes from Alan in terms of what he requested on Cameo from Rutledgewood. Um, Number one, at no point did I mention a birthday.
4: It It was under
3: the category of pep talk. So that was a pep talk from Rutledgewood. It was, he must have been but, drunk. Wait, Let's just it's assume bo- he's drunk.
4: It's, it's
1: both of our birthdays. It's both of, of our
3: birthdays.
4: birthdays. Hey, George and
1: Ross, happy birthday, guys!
3: Um, sorry, that, that was just the only. Um, that was oh. the only. We've got three points there. The second point oh. is, I'll happily send you what I wrote if you'd like. There's no need. We understand <laughs> that Rutledge Wood is an arsehole. And third, I requested this at the end of my night shift uh, last night and was half delirious. Sorry, there's no need to apologise, oh. Alan. No, that no, was fantastic. The little uh, details oh. like Matt Jackson being fantastic. The thing oh, that we're, cheeks, both, uh, we're both diddlers. How <laughs> nonchalant did he say that by the way?
1: <laughs> and then, the how old? He thinks that we're like seven, because oh, I'm, yeah, I'm in the pool right now. Pretending I'm treating to, the water to, like it's lava. the water is you, lava. You're Rest like monkey piece, swans. Rubbish, case.
3: Yeah,
2: monkey swans and uh, fat dogs. So it's a shout out to the big fat dog. Oh man! But yeah, I have uh, saved on my uh, desktop. But how does in he case make of it... situations like this, <laughs> Mikey Swans
1: <clears throat> But how? How does he make it sound so natural? He's saying a collection of unrelated to him nonsensical stuff, mm-hmm. and yet he makes it sound like he actually has these opinions and he means it. Americans are spooky when they're charismatic. I don't know how he makes it sound normal.
3: I like how he slipped in there as well. Uh, Wondell, I hope to meet you guys, because of course that's what everybody's dream is in life, is to meet you. Yeah,
1: I hope to Rutledge, meet you. <laughs> to me, Rutledge, but why is Rutledge. Why why is Rutledge's thing about meeting him, and that's a thing? That like, is a fantastic... Pe- d- Sorry, go on. For those who don't know, and Matthew's trying to overshadow what was a hilarious cameo with Monkey Swan, which was also hilarious, admittedly, but why, why is he keeping it on the screen? because it's so people can read it he mentioned you like you man, kept on there for like, two $5. bins Matthew
2: sorry I'm, I'm not bitter at all that he didn't mention me on my birthday
1: so <laughs> you've got the same birthday as us as well
2: that's right all three of us have um, the exact same birthday
1: for those who don't know the oh, prize God. of the, the winning the floor is lava I don't know if there's a cash prize or not but also you get to meet Rutledge Wood after the show so I don't get why meeting him is such a thing and I, I don't get I don't get any of that but it's it's fantastic Sweating, my cheeks are hurting.
3: I just can't believe he didn't ask for a birthday request, but the entire thing was a happy birthday.
1: <laughs> Rutledge, and he's shirtless
3: at the pool as well, giving something for the mams and dads at home. Hey guys, hopefully that doesn't get us demonetized for naked nipples being I'm on in YouTube.
1: The, I'm in the water right now, pretending that the water is lava.
3: That's such <laughs> a
2: thought. Yeah, as Ross said, well, you're dead then.
3: Yeah, why would he say that? Just ruining the the very. <laughs> The very kayfabe of the floor is lava, which, of course, kills actual human beings. So they take it very seriously. Again. Yeah, they've yeah. got a
1: strong sense of kayfabe on the floor is lava. Kayfabe. They, they've got lava <laughs> fabe.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank you very much for doing a cameo. Thank you, Alan. For us, the lucky Fantastic Alan podcast. Fantastic good.
1: Thank you so much, Alan. And thank you to Rutledge Wood as well. Just for being alive. Thank you, Rutledge, <laughs> yeah, for absolutely. everything you do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: It's big of the week. Wow.
2: What a long, lava filled podcast. And it's still a, a big question to go.
1: Yes, there is. was no, I should mention, sorry, there was no Reese's Pieces this week, but we did have Rutledge chat. So, the podcast
3: and... is long enough after that massive Die. week of wrestling, so I'm sure you'll be fine. Unless yeah. it's, imagine if there's a very passionate Reese's Pieces fan out there.
1: Rutledge is listening along. Oh, man. I want my Reese's Paces. No <laughs> oh, God. and I've heard you, bo-
3: you like WWE oh. and our diddlers.
2: <laughs> it's like Psycho Mantis, like a Solid. I heard you like monkey swans.
1: The best bit is how he thought he, the birthday was never mentioned. Oh, phenomenal.
2: The big question is Hell in a Cell this weekend. What's going to be the best match?
1: Oh, I don't know.
2: Oh, it's it's all right, Jack. I'll read them out for you. Okay, then. Well, it's not going to be the Big Dom versus the Big Dog because that is... Ha- no, Dominic's not wrestling. I just want to say that. Remember Syria taking on Roman Reigns because uh, that has been moved to SmackDown.
4: Mm.
1: Weird. Yeah. So are we including it in our question then? No, I guess we can't. Well, let's, let's see the do rest of the a
3: hypothetical card. of Dominic versus Ro- Roman.
1: <laughs> yeah, in case job. that happens. Okay. I think that be that could be very, very fun. That'll yeah. be like
3: last year's one. Very dramatic. Roman Reigns shouting at Dom. I killed your father. Now I'll kill you.
2: Yeah. Do you remember when I killed your dad? And he's like, yes, it was a day ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So the other matches are going to be Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Ooh. Oh. No.
3: Not no. for me, Jeff.
2: Bank <laughs> of L.A. versus Bailey for the three SmackDown women's title. That could be good. In yeah. With a shout. Yes. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Title.
3: I think I'm going to be very Not really angry. Jeff. Yeah. I think Charlotte's got that one in the bag, Jeff. Yeah. It's been a red card, Jeff, for who? For Rhea Ripley's Raw Ripley. Women's <laughs> <laughs> Title win. <Wayne>. Rain.
2: <laughs> As the Jeff. I must have missed that. A Red card. Bobby Lashley with MVP versus Drew McIntyre. Last chance Hell in a Cell match for the WWE title.
3: Has the potential to be both just two big lads slapping the poo at each other, which would be fantastic anyway, but something we have seen before at this point, I do concede, but also quite interesting from a storyline perspective, if Kofi Kingston um, takes heed of um, MVP's words from... That would be good, the... that
1: would be... The... Yeah, because otherwise mm-hmm. I've got no real interest in seeing Drew and Bobby again, even if he is in the cell. Mm. Cell's not even that good, is it, anymore? Really? Our cell match is good now.
3: They need to get. We've said this a million times. Just get rid of the gimmick pay per view and have them be the the worst stipulation you can do in the wrestling. Well, in WWE anyway. I miss those days when you knew. Yeah. Hell in a cell.
4: Oh my God, no, no.
3: (laughs) Miss those days.
1: Is that just the crowd? Is that just people (laughs)
3: watching? It's the crowd. It's the commentators. It's the 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 heel involved with the piece. Fantastic.
2: Thank you for that, Ross. And that's all there is announced. <laughs> I I'm I'm to Wikipedia. imagining
1: Triple H. No,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got to say it. I can't follow that. I can't. Uh, yeah. I, by default, it was like Lashley versus McIntyre. Would be the mm. match because I like their chemistry. I like them beating each other up. McIntyre is a bit moany at this point because he had the title match at WrestleMania. He lost due to MVP looking at him at the wrong time. He yes. was kind of like, uh, A lot of people cheering for Lashley during that match. Then he had the three-way match, which he didn't win, because it involved Braun Strowman, half-man, half-train. And so Drew's like, aha, you did not beat me. It was a triple threat match. I'm like, you sound salty, mate. It's that Well, you didn't win the triple threat, so you should get another shot. Hang
3: yeah. on. I hope Bobby... Beats the Scotland out of Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre can go back to being just a likeable guy who can also kick folks' head off because that's what sort of made him really popular in the first place, wasn't it? Just a, you could you could tell he was having a good time. He wasn't being cringy or forced or anything like that. He was just a, a big strapping lad doing big strapping things, but now it's gone too far, yeah. too far. And it's not just because of the William Wallet. Well, yeah, it's just cringy, in it? Just like... Oh.
4: Yeah. Okay, I think okay. it'll be the
2: other side I think it becomes so Scottish they become a parody and he'll win the W title after smashing a shortbread <laughs> with a Bobby Lashley's head and Lashley sells, sells it shortbreads like... yeah no one oh. of those extra long shortbreads that you, that you, you know you've seen them and uh, smash it and he's like ah, he sells it like it's a Singapore cane
1: I feel like wrestling is obviously what? very cartoonish but there's a line and I'm worried that in WWE these days everyone becomes a cartoon on the main roster anyway. Like why is the Drew? a good guys, sorry. Yeah, why is Drew gotta suddenly be groundskeeper Willie? Yeah, he
2: is a cartoon. The family Ness.
1: <laughs> oh I don't get it. Whoosh Look. Is that the Oh
2: Matthew's gone. I oh, broke me in there. Is he back? Is he back? He's back. A reference, so crap, it broke what me was, in. There. What is sorry the family about that. Nest? Oh, it was an old cartoon about some Scottish Was
3: that on CBC people? with the, the Loch Ness Monster was there as well? That's a one, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, hey, I don't know that one. That's an old one, that. That's a yeah. pure old one.
1: I don't know. I'm sorry for breathing. So Loch Ness remember...
3: Monster purple?
2: Yeah, he's a weird colour.
1: Do oh. so you remember Jeopardy?
4: Not Jeopardy. the American
1: Game Show, the Scottish teen drama for kids. No. This group of Scottish—it was—it wasn't a cartoon; it was live action. This group oh. of like students went over to Australia from Scotland and having encounters with aliens and stuff. Me and my mate used to like absolutely eat it up every week. We'd go around each other's house like, "Do you see what happened on Jeopardy?" But looking back, I think it was probably terrible. But I'm gonna—I'm gonna nominate that next week. For, I'm gonna just do some research. Sorry, I think the best match will be—I'll go for Bianca i will go for Bianca and Bailey. Or if Reigns and Dom is on the card, then Reigns and Dom. But at the, at the minute, I'll go for Bianca and Bailey. Hopefully, it doesn't become stupid. What do you think, Ross? Have you said one? I'll go for Roman Reigns. Just, Just if Roman, Roman
3: Reigns, Reigns is on the card, he'll no doubt be the best thing on that card. Because it's a, it's not a pay-per-view that's... We've said this so many times, I've with WWE, that it's not really the most... Um, Inspirational card, but then they, they pull it out their ass somehow, don't they? So maybe it's going to be one of those shows because I'm not really feeling too much, too many of the matches, maybe, apart from obviously Roman and, and Ray, maybe. But I feel I I,
1: like you say we've mentioned it enough times, but this is uh, such an underwhelming build that I just I can't don't believe
3: they released Braun Strowman when it's Braun Strowman season right now. Yeah, it's always in the summer where Braun goes in the title picture and then always has nothing to do come WrestleMania time.
1: Very bizarre.
3: How bizarre, how bizarre, how bizarre. Do,
1: do, 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 ah. do, 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 do. R.I.P. I think he died not long ago. The
3: singer. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby.
1: Jamaican Making me, crazy. me crazy. Making me crazy. Do you know crazy? what? Coffee, Matthew, there's one oh. song, right? There's one song that um, Sam and Ross both like independent of each other. Like, Sam likes Viva la Radio now because of Ross. But Sam and Ross like one song. I was half asleep in the back of a car on the way back from a wrestling show once. Sam and Ross were in a the row ahead of me in the minivan or whatever. This song came on and they both I just was half asleep and I just heard them both go, Oh, this is a great song. And I was like, Wow, Sam and Ross like the same song. Three lions. No, it was uh <laughs> Drinking in LA by Bram Bam oh. Bram, Bram Yeah.
3: What the hell am I doing drinking in LA
1: Mm
3: -hmm. at twenty six? Is it? Is that
1: the lyric? It's always a lyric I miss her at twenty six. Yeah, yeah. I just remember Ross and Sam like a pair of dads just going, "Oh, it's great, (sighs) great song." That one's a lot of work. That's why. Uh, Ah, right.
3: Back when I was full of hope and joy, (sighs) and
2: now today you are also about wrestling. Yeah, to about wrestling. Yes. happens a lot of uh, works of Smooth FM on half the time and it's like, Okay, the song again, the song again, but then like heard it on the grapevine c- kick in, it like, Oh, there we go.
1: <laughs> the grape, we're going back a bit.
2: <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, but Great some song. of those songs you can play at any time and it's mm. any decade. Yeah. I bet you're wondering how
3: I knew. Oh, make it Alex Marvez's theme and AW for make goodness make sake.
2: sake. Oh, fantastic.
3: <laughs> yes. You have the best theme (laughs) of any wrestler in the last 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What would be the actual best match on the card that's been announced so far? I'd agree with Jack, yeah. Bailey and Bianca to get back on track. Um,
2: Yeah.
3: I'm still looking forward to the Hell in a Cell match, though.
2: Uh, It's a stretch because there is the hope that Kofi will come in, make a decision. Drew's like, Kofi, throw me the whatever, the weapon, throw me the bagpipes. throw me the Sunday post that's rolled up. Put Slip it through the holes in the Hell in a Cell. And uh, Kofi will go, oh, I'll do that for Bobby. And then Bobby will hit him and then that'll set up Drew Kofi or something. That'd be interesting, definitely. It'll be more yeah. interesting
1: having Drew as champ again. Yes, mm. which is a shame because I like Drew. It's He's just been written poorly. you can, right. yeah, I feel like I say that about every wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Because
2: it's true. Yeah, true. It's true for Drew. True, true Matt. I am McIntyre. Yes, another Scottish things that I'm sure will not be the worst things you'll hear today from this corner of the globe, given the euros are in action. Uh, sorry, Scottish people out there who I might see soon. I know, I've got ideas of going up to Scotland just to say hello, because there's nothing happening in Newcastle right now. So, so I'm That's saying good. I'm 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 like the Swedish. I'm neutral right
1: now. The Scots That's... don't want our patronisation. I've seen oh, so no. many English lads on Twitter going, quite I want Scotland to beat us. Right. Scots no, no, say, I'm not like that. Scots no. would say,
3: can you get I to- feel bad, me, because I got involved in some football japery last night with uh, Wade Barrett and Drew McIntyre. Like Wade Barrett was like, oh, it'll oh. be five, it'll be five-nil. Oh. Take that at Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, now I was like, no, nah, it'll be 5-1 there, Wade, because Kyle Walker will give them a goal for the crack. But I've, as soon as I said that, I was like, I don't mean that, because I think Scotland have got quite a good midfield, Jack. I think it'll be closer. I think it'd be an awkward game if they start Billy Gilmore and John McGinn.
1: I, I certainly respect Wales' opponents, and I think it all it all centres around whether we can contain <laughs> Andy Robertson. because They have Kieran Tierney back as well. Oh, that left-hand side is going to be crucial. Do you think we should play a 3-4-3 to double up on the winger?
3: I think um, we should play 4-4, <laughs> two. Absolutely. End the podcast, Matthew. It is time.
2: The podcast
3: is over.
2: There we go. So we should do it. Just press a big red button and it ends. Um, no one won't do it that way. That'll be silly. We'll remind you once again that you can vote for the Hall of Fame by going to patreon.com forward slash and send your lovely thoughts and stalker messages to mailbag at com, but for now we'll take up enough of your lovely time uh ross will be doing the twitching
3: soon. i don't know yeah i think it's on wednesdays now maybe. wednesdays not available to do it anymore at the weekend so well i'll, I'll do it if people want me to because i don't know if people want me to anymore i don't know
1: oh yeah send of course, me people if i get like you.
3: if i get at least 10 tweets <laughs> yeah uh, there we go i've got a straight to hell to plug Um, With Colt Cabana of the AEW, which is going on the channel at the weekend, I've been told, which is normally a Sunday. He talks about the time he had a dart match with um, Gene Snitsky and then pitched to Snitsky to take his boot off and play with his feet. Uh, We saw about his time as a druid. He books uh, World of Sport once again, but has it as a a crappy British tribute show where Grado plays Big Daddy, etc. It's a fantastic episode of Straight to Hell with Colt Boom Boom Cabana
2: wonderful cult-aholic merging at last Jack I have said that, shouldn't I? when are you streaming?
1: Wednesdays as well which has made me a bit concerned
3: here I'm, I'm I am the taking the, like... early, the early oh, slot with Tom yeah.
1: I thought there was a Conan O'Brien Jay Leno situation going oh, on. Know, quite exactly to be
3: fair I might have just smashed Tom's hopes and dreams because Adam was going to speak about it but then the other day Adam hadn't spoken to Tom about it so hopefully this isn't the way Tom finds out
1: but this is the, very Jay Leno Conan O'Brien yeah, this is what <laughs> I've been told
2: oh no well, wow, more on this drama. Hey, Tune in Wednesday, something yeah. will happen.
1: Who's Letterman? Anyway. Um, yeah. Me
2: on Saturdays. <laughs> now,
1: now, usually, me and Owen, who's alive, I believe, after being viciously assaulted by Adam Pacini. That was disgusting, be... that. That was I... disgusting. Yeah. Did you see his peas picture on Twitter? No. <laughs> just to let everyone know he's all right. Just a selfie of him with a bag of peas on his head. He's been, he the <laughs> he's been smashed with a
3: sledgehammer. He's been smashed there with a sledgehammer. Blood everywhere.
1: Bag of peas will do it. <laughs> and he have a word with that boy about his side? Yeah.
3: Look, I mean, he got... beat away a beforehand, surely. Yeah. It's just a, the peas were to, to heal the, 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 the stitches.
1: I, Owen likes a selfie. Have you noticed this? He quite loves a, he quite loves a cheeky selfie, does Owen. He's a very handsome man, isn't he? Oh, really? I'm not suggesting he's not. He's very... He's, uh, his jawline could cut diamonds. He has got a... Boom. Beautiful jaw, meaty jaw. The opposite of it, a sharp. Yeah, razor sharp jawline.
3: Yeah. I'm excited for him because he was speaking on Sunday about getting his side part and back, not his center part, and which has happened naturally during lockdown. But is he, he going, going back, back to
1: the old one?
3: He's getting back to his old side <laughs> yeah. part. Oh, good. That means I can steal his haircut when I go
2: for the get his chopped off. Sweet. You're just going to
1: continue to. <laughs> you're just going to continue to. Just pretend to, to, be, yours to, be, yours, to be
2: Yeah, old. just to yeah. turn it Owen week after week and be like single white female <laughs> and me and Owen. Uh, but yes, for Twitch, I'll be <coughs> streaming more Sonic crap. Um, and Sonic's good. It's just my gameplay is crap. It's not what I remembered as a kid. Bloody hell. That'll be on Saturdays, 6pm. And I'm glad that no one noticed that I said, just to clarify, I'll be neutral like Sweden.
1: Switzerland? No,
2: Swiss. Oh. Swiss. Swiss. Oh. No one noticed, so I thought I'd clarify that so people can at me and tell me like I am a stupid person. But it won't matter. Because it's the end of the podcast. So I can't hear you, adding me. I can't hear Tom's burner's accounts because I'm too busy putting my fist up to the webcam. I should clarify. Tom said he had Stopping a burner account
3: to, to send negative comments his way to keep him humble. What was yeah, I wasn't sure true? we were going with that, so I thought I'd be quiet. That's even yeah, weirder. Yeah. Just want to Wait, clarify before is the that podcast true? ended. Well, he doesn't no, need I do lie. Tom doesn't lie. Oh, it was a
1: joke. All right, okay, cool.
3: I believe he's got burner accounts though.
1: <laughs> God's sake.
2: So to you and all of 101 Tom Burner accounts, we put our fists <laughs> up to the cover and say, one, two, three, join us. Join us. Waggle, waggle, waggle. Look at the size of that dog. <laughs> oh my God.
4: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to
1: create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.